This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Arkari Lyburn of Cerberus, Blueberry Muffin Cake of Sergeant Tannis, and Chuckles the Clown of Gilgamesh. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. And by Alamo City Comic Con, October 28th through the 30th at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center in sunny San Antonio, Texas. Alamo City Comic Con celebrates the artists that entertain us through TV, movies, comics, gaming, and cosplay. For more info, including badge prices, celebrity guests, and hotel accommodations, visit alamocitycomiccon.com. Your words made sense, but your sarcastic tone did not. Juxtaposition. I've always been here for you guys, and I always will be. Ha <laughs> We don't really have a cyber closet. LimitBreakRadio.com Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome! To Limit Break Radio. Limit Flub Radio. Oh, come on. What? The podcast listeners <laughs> wouldn't have even known. <laughs> but now they will. That's why I got that right out of the gate. God damn it. You're welcome. Now I gotta like include the flub. Exactly. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. This is, no, this has gotta be this has gotta be a pro episode. We gotta retake this intro. <laughs> we have We're to starting have, over. We must maintain continuity. Reroll. No, I'm kidding. Podcastal continuity. Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Thank Civil you War guys. Podcast. For joining us here on twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Uh, we are, of course, live from Eorzea. Send it over to our studios. Did you meet your sounds? I did. Oh, I remember oh to. Wow. I know. I remember to today. How exciting. Uh, yeah, I can't get through uh, can't get through the opening read, but I did remember to meet my sounds. <laughs> Look at that. Baby steps. Uh, thanks for joining us here today on the show. We've got a super exciting show for you guys. Uh, we are going to be joined by a special guest by the name of Eckerhart Steer. He is the conductor for Final Symphony. Now. I, I, you've heard us talk about Final Symphony a couple of times in the past, and uh, if if you think you know, because you're like, oh god, uh, I donated before anything interesting happened. Okay, sorry for the premature donation. I swear, the only other time this happened was with Escalia Kappa Pride. <laughs> My goodness, uh, it th- happens to the best of us. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you, Melky. Uh, look at all those rum cocks, man. That's, that's a lot, of, dude. Ever, that's a lot of rum cocks. That's, that's a lot, a lot of cock in our such, chat. Such rump. It is much that's, cock. That's a lot. It is a lot, uh, guys. Uh, thanks for uh, for joining us here today. Uh, we are talking to Eckerhart Steer of Final Symphony today. Ooh, get high! And if you think you know what Final Symphony does because you've seen Distant Worlds. No, nah, bro. Nah, it's a totally, totally different animal. Uh, We're so excited to have him join us here on the show today. And not just that, we're going to be giving away two tickets here on the show today. What? To go see Final Symphony in San Francisco. 
right? Never mind. <laughs> That's one of my favorite drops. <laughs> uh, it is. It it's is. So, it's so good. It's seriously exciting, guys. If you live on the West Coast, or if you're willing to make the trek out to San Francisco uh, for uh, the performance on July 28th, then we'll invite you to enter the contest. We'll have more information about that after we speak with Eckerhart Steer. So. Uh, we're excited to have everyone here today uh, and talk about all of the FF14 things that have been going on um, because there's so many of them. Did I, did right. I miss a memo? No. Oh. You didn't. I'm just uh. trying to. Do we get to. But we still have the, 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 news, uh, the news drop opener, right? Well, yeah. I mean, there is, there's some news. We can't have that without that. I mean, there's some news a little bit. Okay, well, that's better than what we've had in the past. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. And, I mean, 3.35 is uh, coming pretty quickly, so we'll have Deep Dungeon. That is exciting. Yeah, yeah. At we're least there's that. We have, like, three episodes dedicated to Deep Dungeon. That's all we're going to do. I know, right? Yeah. Too deep, too dungeon. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know what? With all, I feel like everyone's just kind of grinding their anima. And most <laughs> well, not everybody, <laughs> not everyone, but I mean, like you know, Weeping City is uh, it, it's on it, farm now. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not that kinda, hard. Kind of like what we predicted. Yeah, know? people have adjusted and gotten better yeah. at good the <gasps> game. Isn't that shocking? So this is kind of the weird thing that happens when SE puts out a you know pretty well liked patch, pretty well good patch. We run, We don't have as much to talk about. I know. It's right? a lot easier when they put out shit. Yeah. So we're gonna. Uh, uh, on top of talking to Eckerhart Steer today, uh, we're also going to. Uh, we're gonna try something new. <laughs> we, we've done it every time this has happened. Every time we've tried something new, it's actually kind of worked out okay. Yeah. We're gonna try something totally new. We have no idea how this is gonna work. Uh. So it's going to be legendary, whether that's good or bad. Yeah. Well, it will, time will tell. It's going to be an experience. It, Get her done. It definitely is. Gonna, it's going to be great because we're awesome and we're professionals and we are the best at everything. Okay, if you say so. Uh, but before we get into the news, I want to remind you guys that we're supported by Alamo City Comic Con. Uh, that is October 28th through the 30th at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center in sunny San Antonio, Texas. Look at how easy I get it out now. What the fuck? Uh, Alamo City Comic Con is, is That's what she said. a convention <laughs> that, good one, that celebrates the artists that entertain us through TV, movies, comics, gaming, and cosplay. Uh, now, here's the cool thing, guys. Alamo City Comic Con just made a couple of awesome guest announcements. Summer Glau is going to be out at Alamo City Comic Con. She played River Tam in Firefly, uh, as well as uh, Isabel Rokev or Rokev. I don't know in Arrow. I don't watch Arrow. Uh, and also uh, Cameron Phillips in uh, Terminator, the uh, Sarah Chronic, the Sarah. Connor Chronicles uh, and also announced and this might be kind of exciting for Juxta uh, Sean Schimmel as well as Chris Sabat have been announced now Sean Schimmel is the voice of Goku from Dragon Ball Z but he's done a, he's done a ton of other voices including voices from Pokemon he's Lucario as well as G.I. Joe Sigma Yu-Gi-Oh! GX Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Fallout 4 and uh, Chris Sabat is 
the voice actor of Vegeta and Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z and has also done a huge list of anime cartoons and games, including Full Metal Alchemist, Pokemon, Steins Gate, Ghost in the Shell, uh, One Piece, Lupin the Third, and Attack on Titan. So uh, if you want to join us, because Limit Break Radio is also going to be out at Alamo City Comic Con, then uh, check out uh, badge prices and uh, hotel accommodations over at alamocitycomiccon.com. And Nero, what's the matter with you? What do you mean? How could you do that? What? Juxta, now, this is going to be hard to hear, but what? Piccolo, Vegeta, and Goku, their characters <laughs> on a show... It's kind of like the Easter Bunny. <laughs> that again. So these are the, these are just the voices so that play them. They're they, these. They're, the, they're real. not going to be there. The Easter the Easter Bunny's real too. <laughs> Where do you think I get chocolate from? Oh, this is hard. The special uh, raisinets. No parent looks forward to having to do this. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, AlamoCityComicCon.com. We uh, we thank them for their support, and uh, we we've also got uh, support by Final Symphony, and we'll tell you more about that after we uh, speak with Eckerhart Steer. That's going to be coming up a little bit later. But first, let's check out what's going on in FF14 news. This is a limit breaking news update. This week, someone had to. Ooh, Raggins. Raggins donating 6969. Thank you. And almost, it was very close. Raggins, you did something that Thor Carson <laughs> has been attempting to do for like, ten, like ten, ten episodes. Like, yeah. Someone donating over the news intro. That was within it a few was seconds. So close, like, yeah. it was within milliseconds. Raggins, wow, I'm so impressed. Uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, Nevertheless, dropping the sixty nine sixty nine donation. That's right. So this past week, we saw Fan Fest tickets go yeah. on sale. Did you guys get yours? Because guess what. We all got ours. Damn Get straight. Owned. We are going to be out in full force. I think I, when I counted, we have a total of nearly a dozen people going just associated with LBR yeah. between hosts, interns, producers, and various spouses. Mm. So <laughs> various spouses. We are we are a, a small party in and of ourselves. And, of course, that means that we are going to have a wild LBR after party. We don't know where just yet. It's going to be on Friday. I, if, if all goes according to plan, we're trying to plan it on Friday. But there's going to be an epic LBR after party because we're going to be celebrating 10 years of Final Fantasy podcasting out at this year's Fan Fest. October is right around the time that we started this show for Final Fantasy 14. So we thought it fitting that we were going to throw a big shindig somewhere on Friday night out in Las Vegas. Guys, Come ready to party. Did I just blow your mind? It's going to be awesome. I, and I can't believe that we actually have the entire cast. Everyone is right. going there. Like, Literally yep. everyone is going. We're so excited to go out there, guys. I hope that you will plan on joining us. Uh, but if you didn't get tickets, I'm sad to say that tickets are sold out. Now, the interesting thing is that, guys, these... 
I these stayed up for sale for way longer than I thought that they yeah. were. Nine hours, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I thought they would be like one hour and done. Right. Because I, I don't know. I don't know if it was like this for anyone else. I, I, well, I know it was like this for all of us, but I was talking mainly <laughs> to the audience. But we were all sitting around. We were huddled around our computers. For with how many windows open? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, because that's the thing. We didn't know about the virtual queue at right. first, <laughs> and so a lot of us had like had like eight different browsers open and shit. Like we were, we all sat around right at three o'clock, and then we all got thrown into the queue, and all of us sat <laughs> sat around with mounting anxiety for the next thirty minutes. He's kind of freaking out before we got thrown into the into the system to purchase. Then once we started getting into the system to purchase. Then we all started shouting at each other in Facebook chat. How many tickets do I buy? Who's got, what the fuck is happening? Someone tell me how many tickets to buy. I, I just want to point out that like it was a couple weeks prior to this, I had like set up like this huge plan. Like, okay, so Anira, you're gonna buy these tickets for these people, and then uh, Kooky, you're gonna buy these tickets for these guys, and Ascalia. You buy these for this one for these guys, and everyone will be covered. And then me and uh, Kylo will be on standby. If someone can't get in for whatever reason, we have backups. And then, like literally the day of, so everyone's like, "So how am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do?" I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it's so right. Well, but, but awkward the thing to is, is, to I, get I, mad. But like Nika kind of threw like yeah, Nika was determined to throw everything into the fire. It's like <laughs> I want to buy my own. Yeah. I'm like, you're at work. <laughs> you could not be able to get it. Possibly, maybe. Yeah, like, wh why would you even risk that? Why? <gasps> why would you even risk that? And I want to point out she had, I don't know, maybe one or two windows open. I had four windows <laughs> open, and all of them got into, like, the, okay, you can buy stuff now, cube before, before hers. Any of hers. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, she, she's on that school Wi-Fi, man. Uh, yeah. Nika is the reason I have white hair. D is... <laughs> D does her school still have IMAX? Because, like, that might explain a lot. Her school has movie theaters? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. That's so unfair. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be throwing a big party out at FanFest 2016. Guys, uh, if you have got your tickets then uh make sure to plan on saturday to join us or um uh, no on friday friday we're right, planning right. on friday yeah it'll uh, probably run through saturday <laughs> yeah there's a good chance of that there's a there's a good chance of that yeah it's gonna be a good time guys i hope you'll uh i hope you'll join us uh for that out in vegas we're super excited i i i i, I honestly i can't uh possibly be more excited uh so just a remember uh, reminder that the gear design contest tank edition ends july 4th so if you wanted to enter that make sure you have your contest entry finished by july 4th that's coming up very soon uh so uh also this comes from silicon era and this made the rounds everywhere at all of the ff14 you know like everyone in ff14 facebook groups and it's all over reddit and i, I don't even know why this is worth reporting because this is pretty much a foregone conclusion. Yeah, this is the most obvious Everybody announcement knows. ever. Yeah, that the next expansion is going to be announced at FanFest. Duh. Duh. Well, Duh. Did they, did they announce if Yoshi P is going to be at FanFest? Because that might be worth reporting on. Uh, well, has it been confirmed? I think it'd be hysterical if Yoshi P didn't show up to FanFest. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. Or if they. He's like, I'm too good for this shit. <laughs> 
See you the, in JP. All of those limit break radio idiots are going to be there. Screw this. They got tickets. I thought we had them blocked out. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love flaming lamers. It's like, we, we, we gave them codes? Why did we give them codes? I thought we blocked them. Fire Hilton. They- <laughs> <laughs> Matt Hilton gets fired because we got codes to buy. Oh, my God. Uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, it's being reported on that uh, the next expansion will be revealed at FanFest. Not a surprise there. And uh, the final thing, and this is kind of interesting. I um, th- I guess FF14 is participating in something called campus parties. Uh, so uh, FF14 is going to be coming to a campus party Mexico in 2014. Uh, we're excited that director and producer Naoki Yoshida will be attending Campus Party Mexico 2016, a five-day event held in Mexico aimed at inspiring young talent in tech and digital entertainment community on topics of economics and innovation. He will be presenting a keynote discuss. Uh, I think that's supposed to uh, a keynote discussing the evolution of business models in the gaming industry and how it's influenced game design. Not only that, but we'll have some exciting 14 related events for partygoers at the FF14 booth. I'm going to guess that that probably means some sort of primal challenge. Primal hmm. challenge? That's usually the easiest to set up. Fat Chocobo statue or bust? <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they need to tour that around a little bit more. That is like one of the biggest things I'm hoping for at FanFest is to get a picture on the Fat right. Chocobo oh, statue. They already, they already said that that's happening. That's we, have so to fi- we have to figure out a good pose to do around the Fat Chocobo statue. If because we can they, get anyone they, to bring a tuba and stand behind it playing a tuba, I will boom, lose my mind. They, boom, they, had, boom, something sim- they, they had something similar last year. Uh, well, not last year. Last two, year two years ago. Uh, where it was, I think it was a green screen that you got your picture taken in front of, and and Nika and I uh, chose nail uh, to have in the in the background. Oh, that'd be awesome! And uh, I think that this is supposed to kind of be like an upgraded version right. of that. So, uh, yeah, Fan Fest is uh, just oh man, super exciting. I think I think that's what everyone is focused mm-hmm. on right now. That's the big buzz is yeah, is just Fan Fest, Fan Fest, Fan Fest. So uh, yeah, we're we're super. super Super excited for FanFest. But that's pretty much it. That's that's pretty much the entirety of uh, what is going on in terms of FF14 news. Uh, guys, if you'd like to give us a call on the show, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715 uh, is the number to call. Uh, also, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord if you want to call in on Discord. Uh, we'll be taking your calls following Eckerhart Steer and also our, our interview with Eckerhart Steer and uh, also be uh, giving you information on how you you can win tickets to go see Final Symphony in San Francisco, which, by the way, Final Symphony includes a discussion with the creator of the Final Fantasy franchise here in Obasakaguchi before the performance, which I got to say, that is alone a huge reason to go. I, I, I mean, I I looked at so many ways of trying to figure out how to get out there we got four by the way if if you miss the opportunity to get tickets today we're giving away a pair of tickets right and then we've got another pair of tickets that we're going to be giving away next week on final encounter cast mind blown 
So if you want tickets and you don't get them this week, we've got another chance for you to win tickets to go see Final Symphony in San Francisco. And I'm going to tell you guys, I tried so many ways to, to, to find a flight, a cheap flight and a place to stay out there so that I could take one of those tickets because I really want to hear what Hironobu Sakaguchi has to say before this performance. That's one of the big, you know, interesting things that they added on here where I was like, I really want to go. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're, we're super excited to, uh, to be talking to uh, Eckerhart Stier. Uh, so, uh, yeah, guys, uh, Final Symphony is uh, is happening out in San Francisco, July 27th at the Davies Symphony Hall in San Francisco. This is a performance of Final Fantasy VI, VII, and X music. If you'd like to hear a preview, you can check out more information and hear other performances, including Symphonic Fantasies, which includes more music from Square Enix, and a preview of Final Symphony 2. That's all over at spielemusicconcerte.de. And if you want tickets, if you miss tickets, and you want to buy them, sfsymphony.org is where you can do that. But you won't have to because you're going to win tickets today. That's right. All right. Let's let's now uh, talk to... Uh, now, I talked to Eckerhart Steer earlier in the week. This is a pre-recorded interview. Uh, he was very, uh, very generous with his time. Uh, but uh, let's listen to our interview with Eckerhart Steer. You're listening to Limit Break Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Aniro, and joining us today, we've got a very special guest, Eckerhart Stier, the conductor for Final Symphony. Eckerhart, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. It's my pleasure. You're welcome. Greetings from Germany. <laughs> so I'd like, to, uh, I'd like to ask you, how did you get involved with Final Symphony? Ask is quite interesting. Uh, I've got invited to one CD production here in Cologne, in Germany, and it's it's quite long ago. It's uh, it was in two thousand and eight, and I met for the first time in my life the producer of the whole Final Symphony uh, concerts. It's Thomas Böker. And uh, the collaboration was from the very first moment a very fruitful and a very a very nice collaboration. And so we've, we've got always deeper and deeper uh, involved in the whole final symphony world. And uh, I have to say, until today, I don't know what happens uh, in two months or three months, but until today, it's absolutely fantastic. That uh, uh, Your work speaks uh, highly of itself. Uh, I, I've, I've listened to Final Symphony on more than a few occasions, and I'm a big fan of, of what you guys do. Uh, d- tell me, did you have any kind of uh, context for the music going in, or was this something that was entirely new to you, uh, video game music? Uh, to, to be honest, in 2008, I had no idea about everything, about anything from uh, Final Fantasy. But of course, now I know all the little characters, and I know, of course, how how the characters work in the game. But I'm not a gamer, to be honest. I'm not a gamer, but I'm very, very uh, close to the whole story. So, uh, especially if we if we play the big symphony in the second part of the concert, 
um, I know about the whole story of the game. Well, what I what I find so interesting is that even though you may not have a, a, a firsthand context uh, uh, through playing through these narratives, that the emotive quality that you bring to the music itself is very reflective of what exists in the game and and it's it really is uh very unique um something that i've noticed about specifically the final symphony compositions and i think a lot of our listeners would be very familiar with uh, uh you know similar acts such as distant worlds that have been touring throughout the united states for a long time mm-hmm. uh that there's uh, there is something that is distinct about the way Way Final Symphony uh, arranges the compositions to that where even someone like me who does have a very strong emotional connection to the music, mm-hmm. I find myself being immersed in 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 music and you know not necessarily getting lost but being taken on an adventure through the music Wonderful. and I, and i think that that's it's it's an amazing quality that you guys have been able to capture yeah i mean uh, i'm only the last person in the whole in the whole row because at the at the very first moment we do have the little music which you are familiar with uh, from Uematsu, and then we have uh, our composers, our Finnish composers, Jonne Walton and Roger Wanamo, and what they what they did is absolutely amazing. And I think this is uh, the the big speciality of the whole Final Symphony project. We are not playing only little clips and right. so uh, every five minutes another idea. No, we're playing we playing like a like a classical concert Mm -hmm. and this is the chance for everybody in the audience to get really involved in the in the emotional uh lines absolutely absolutely if if i can just you know music nerd out here for a second uh the thing that i caught on to when listening and and that uh, i found really uh really immersive was the the use of layered sounds and the use of uh, themes that we know from the game but used more in the way that classical music uses themes mm-hmm. and relies on themes and I, I just i thought it was an amazing uh an amazing translation from something that has to work you know uh, video game music has to work in in support of another form of media and the way that you guys have translated it to uh, to, to make it its own incredibly moving piece of music is amazing. I, I think that you guys mm-hmm. have done something very special here. Thank you very much. And that's exactly the reason we don't use video screens or, or anything else. We are only focusing the audience to the music of the, uh, played by the orchestra. So it's it seems to be very poor, a very poor performance, but it's the opposite. What we what we do, what we play, what we create is real a special moment of 90 minutes of music and everybody can get really really involved and uh, what i found what i found in the in our past concerts it's extremely interesting how concentrated and how focused the audience is it's absolutely quiet always and at the end of the concerts we we do have always highly emotional moments so it's it's breathtaking to be honest
So, Final Symphony was recorded with the London Symphony Orchestra at Abbey Road Studios, and that must have been, like, a, a huge moment. Abbey Road is one of the biggest studios in music history, uh, mm-hmm. and, and obviously a fantastic room. Uh, can you tell me about uh, the, the process of recording the album? Huh? It, was, it was just fun. Uh, but I have to say, even it was really hard work, but the whole collaboration with the LSO is was from the very first concerts in 2013, I guess, or 2012, was always an absolute fantastic collaboration. So the recording uh, took uh, about three days. So we were sitting together and playing very, very focused and concentrated because the, the orchestra is one of the best orchestras all over the world. And together with a fantastic team in the studio and together with all this uh, historic, uh, historic moments in Abbey Road, we, we produced the whole album in Studio One. So that was the big and famous uh, Beatles studio. Uh, I tell you, it was the recording was made in 2014, December, and I'm still dreaming about this moment because together with the orchestra, together with this special music, it was a very special moment in my in my life. Well, and if you uh, if you go and visit uh, Eckerhart Stier's website uh, at eckerhartstier.com, there's a very very cool uh, uh, experience there, and it, it looked like Google had put a 3D camera inside of uh, the studio when you guys were recording so you can actually experience the recording session in three uh, 360 degrees and, and see all of the orchestra perform it's quite a very cool interactive experience and I, uh, I I encourage everyone who's listening to go check that out yes I agree completely the Google team was with us uh, approximately 60 or 90 minutes and a cool team, a lot of a lot of really young and experienced and absolute professional working people, and it took it took not more than 30, 30 minutes to create this sixty degrees uh, video or this uh, sort of picture, and no, it was it was just fun, and I think the result, the whole special about Abbey Road in at in uh, at Google is just amazing that's fantastic it really uh provides a fantastic experience uh all around for uh for anyone who's curious there are some great youtube performances as well and you just get a fantastic uh view of what it's like to be right in the middle of the action like that and uh yeah again i i encourage everyone to go check it out uh so this is the first time that final symphony has has made the jump over to doing U.S. shows, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Correct, yes. And uh, that starts in July, right? Uh, right. Okay, great. And uh, so, yeah, it starts in July. Going to be wrapped up at uh, the Davies Symphony Hall at, with the San Francisco Symphony. And uh, we are so looking forward to this performance. It, 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 it's, it's really cool to see a um you know because i had heard about final symphony god it must have been two or three or four years ago before and it, and it was before the album was recorded when it was just a very small touring show that i think had started in germany correct 
Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yes. And uh, I, I was I was like, oh, that's really cool because uh, I was such a big fan of Distant Worlds. I had gotten to go uh, to see Distant Worlds in 2009, had such a great time and uh, was just ecstatic that more video game music was being performed live. And now to find that you guys, have, you know, have found success locally and making the jump over to uh to doing united states shows is uh very exciting it, it is mm-hmm. i mean it must be incredibly exciting for you as well of course i mean i'm i know about the usa and i know about the fantastic quality of the of the orchestra in the usa so i'm really looking forward to it the whole team is very excited about this uh so and i'm very curious how the audience will respond to uh, to the show yeah, well, if I can predict uh, for just a second, I predict tears, I predict applause, standing ovations, and uh, nothing but praise. You guys put on a fantastic show. Uh, and also, uh, it's worth mentioning that uh, the creator of Final Fantasy, Hironobu Sakaguchi, will be doing a pre-show presentation out at the Davies uh, Symphony Hall in San Francisco for the performance, and uh, that is also incredible incredibly exciting guys make sure you check it out you can find uh tickets over at sfsymphony.org and uh Eckerhart, I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna apologize to you because i'm sure i'm going to uh, slaughter this pronunciation terribly but you can also find more information at is it spielemusikconcerte.de would that be That's, somewhere close yeah it's perfect oh it's wow nice. it's very nice it's very oh. cute wow <laughs> uh so more information can be found there uh, guys I invite you to check it out and also uh, available on iTunes both uh, Final Symphony and uh, Final uh, or Symphonic Fantasies and I understand that Final Symphony 2 is also in the work are you attached to that as well? Yeah, we, we launched the program uh, last year here in Germany, and it was a great success as well. And if the concerts in America will be, will be successful, we are thinking about some, some, some other concerts. Well, that, well, that is very exciting to hear. Thank you so much, Eckerhart Stier, conductor for Final Symphony, for your uh, time this afternoon. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. All the very best for you. see what I mean when I say it's totally different from distant worlds it's just got a completely different presentation yeah whereas distant Worlds sounds like it's trying to remain very faithful to the source material this kind of does its own thing with it absolutely Eckerhart Stier from Final Symphony Thank you so much for being on the program today. Uh, We appreciate it. And now is the time to give away some tickets here. Now, I want to remind you... Exclamation point giveaway. (laughs) I want to remind you 
that there are a couple of dates that are being played uh, in North America. There's July 21st at 8 p.m. in the Copley Symphony Hall with the San Diego Symphony Orchestra. There's July 23rd at 7.30 in the uh, Mayerhoff Symphony Hall with the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra. And finally, the one that we will be giving away two tickets to this afternoon here on Limit Break Radio, July 27th at 7.30 p.m. at the Davies Symphony Hall with the San Francisco Symphony with a talk by Hironobu Sakaguchi to start off the night at 7.30. We've got two tickets to give away. Now, here's what happened. Okay, we just sent out a tweet at our Twitter account. You can uh, head over there at twitter.com slash Limit Break Radio. We also just posted something up at our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Limit Break Radio. And uh, we need you, if you want to be entered in to the drawing for the ticket giveaway, we need you to share and retweet that image and that is that's it that's all you need to do share and retweet that image and uh, that will serve as your contest entry now we ask that people who are on the west coast or can make the reasonable travel accommodations to go to this july 27th performance enter or if you have someone that you'd like to get them for as a gift, that would be okay, too. We'd love to see LBR members. Uh, we'd love to see LB Army members uh, fill those seats. But if you wanted to get them as a gift, that would be okay, too. So, uh, again, uh, head over to uh, uh, to uh, Twitter.com slash Limit Break Radio, as well as Facebook.com slash Limit Break Radio. Retweet and uh, share that image and be entered to win two tickets to go see Final Symphony with the San Francisco Symphony at the Davies Hall on July 27th. Now, I'm so jealous. I want to see this. I do, too. This I'm, is killing me. I know. I know. Every so often we get stuff to give away on LBR where I'm just like, but I want it. But I know. I, right? <laughs> right? Like, remember that art book that we had for yes! a while? It's just like, I want that. <laughs> yes, of course. Don't give it away. Of course. I maintain we could have just kept that for ourselves and none would be the wiser. No one would have known. Except for probably two times. Yeah. But yeah, he might have been aware. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, also, um, uh, uh, we are going to be giving away two more tickets. That's a total of four tickets being given away between Limit Break Radio and Final Encountercast. We're giving away two more tickets next week on Final Encountercast. Oh my God! Isn't that the big show we're going to have next week? Uh, I think no. We have to wait a week because, of course, Nika decides that she is going to go gallivanting off to Japan. Oh, come on! We talk about anime, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm going off to the motherland." <laughs> All right. The None nerve. This was funny at this all. Bullshit. We get it. Nika, Nika gets to go to Japan. Someone else gets to go to San Francisco. What do we get? To go to Las Vegas oh, yeah. in October for <laughs> FanFest. <laughs> Never mind, chumps. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, again, sfsymphony.org if you'd like to buy tickets. Spielemusicconcerte.de. I know that's a very cute way of saying that. Uh, <laughs> to, Thank you kindly. To go. Uh, oh, to, how cute. You can, you can check out a ton of music there and a lot of these uh, really cool video experiences and video performances, uh, as well as uh, music and performances from Symphonic Fantasies, which includes music from Kingdom 
Heart, Secret of Mana, Chrono Trigger, and Cross. And that's got a uh, performance coming up in London, October 6th. If you want more uh, information, that's uh, being performed with the London Symphony Orchestra, who recorded Final Symphony on uh, at Abbey Road. But again, if you want more information about that, spielemusikconcerte.de. So uh, let's get kooky. We got to get kooky on the on the line. Uh, okay. Yeah, we got to get kooky on the line because um, we're going to be talking to kooky over on our sister channel, uh, which is Final Encounter Cast. And uh, we're going to be talking to her about E3 2016. And uh, while she was out there, uh, she got an interview for Limit Break Radio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Kooky, are you there? I am here. Hey, Kook. How's it going? Good. Good. We're glad you're not dead. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you're doing better. Yeah. So, Kooky, there's better ways to lose about six and a half pounds. (laughs) Oh, I'm fine. So, obviously. So, 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 is it true that E3 gives you gallbladder problems? I heard that. No, that's not true. Was that something that you ate out there? No, 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 no. That's not Are you sure? I mean, we all heard of Pax Pox. This is super complex. You are totally sure. That I'm you're totally curious. sure that the Ubisoft press conference didn't give you gallbladder <laughs> problems because uh, that I think that that it was might pretty be. bad. Yeah. Well, now you have no, gonorrhea. I didn't tell you where I went the night before. Oh. I had my gallbladder taken out. Oh. <laughs> oh. Which press I conference? Went, the red light district. To, um, Friday night I went out to OC Night Market. And it's basically a bunch of vendors and food trucks, and I had a ramen burrito oh, and oh, oh, God. other things. why? That's a bad idea. Are you trying to say that Ubisoft made you suicidal? No. <laughs> no. Are you trying to end it all? <laughs> Just be careful with the street food, okay? okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Next time. Anyway, all right, so uh, we're going to be talking to you about uh, your experiences finally out at E3 2016 now that you're not laid up in the hospital. Um, but but here's the thing. So you got you got a bunch of interviews uh, for out at E3, but you also or for, for FEC out at E3, uh, right. but you also got one for Limit Break Radio that I, <laughs> that I thought was kind of surprising and, and I wanted to play. But uh, real quick, I, I just I, I wanted to ask you, how was E3. It was amazing. Yeah. I learned a well, lot yeah. of things being a media person. Well, awesome. That's uh, that's great. We're glad like that we can we can give you some hands-on <laughs> experience. So, uh, all right. So uh, uh, now, do you want to do you want to kind of set up this clip before we uh, before we get into it? Okay. So at E3, as a media person, you're supposed to go to every booth to pick up their business card get their press like card should yeah. change his name to subway cause he lies about being six inches no. and has low quality meat <laughs> scuro should change his name to subway because <laughs> he lies about six inches and has low quality meat okay oh, okay <laughs> yeah I, I get yeah i see that okay anyway go, Sorry, go on that, go on kook <laughs> it's okay thanks so Every booth, I have to go pick up some um, business cards for a press pass kit. And this booth at Exceed Games, the girl who was sitting at the desk looked at my badge and she goes, Limit Break Radio. 
are you the same Limit Break Radio with Final Fantasy? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she goes, I used to listen to you guys for Final <laughs> Fantasy 11. I was uh, like, wow, seriously? Here, I need to get a, an interview with you right now about your thoughts on Limit Break Radio. All right. Oh, well, so, cool, cool. All right. So uh, here is, uh, is Kuki's interview from out at E3 2016. All right. This is Kuki Persona with Limit Break Radio live at E3 at the LA Convention Center. I'm here at the XC Games and I actually bumped into Kelly. How are you doing? Hi, good. How are you? Good, thank you. And then I heard that you've actually heard of Limit Break Radio. Is this true? Yeah, I uh, I actually heard about it back when, well, it was like a Final Fantasy Eleven focused podcast and I listened to the Final Fantasy Eleven stuff like while I was playing. <laughs> this is like... God, I don't even know what year it was. It was like 2008, 2009, <laughs> something along those lines. And I was like, oh, I was so young. <laughs> so young. I know, it's been a while. Did you know old. Limit Break Radio actually does Final Fantasy XIV now? I actually did not know that it was Final Fantasy XIV <laughs> I, I kind of fell, fell out of it when I quit Eleven, And I, I quit Eleven because of like college stuff and I got too busy. So, but yeah, I, I, I listened to it like pretty, uh, pretty religiously for a while. <laughs> Like, it was funny because when I saw it on your badge, I was just like, oh my god, I think I know that one. I think I used to listen to that. Is it the same one? I don't know. And it is the same one. They're actually going to celebrate their 10-year anniversary this year at the Final Fantasy XIV Fan Festival in Las Vegas. So it was actually kind of cool bumping into you. Now, when you listen back to the podcast before, who was your favorite host? Ooh, ooh, wait, guys. We got it. We got it. Hang on. I remember... I can't think of names anymore. It was just Who do you like think it's be? there were a few episodes Me. that I no. listened to. No, can't be. Was there can't someone be. who's like a Tari Tari and like it's Juxta? Oh my gosh, do you mean juxtaposition? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, of course it's yeah, Juxta. Do you love his character or did you just love the way that they bash on him all the time or his Taru Raru talk? Can I say both? <laughs> <laughs> yes, idiot! <laughs> That's so funny. Is there anybody else who you like? Is there any specific segments that you like to limit for radio? No, I was. It was definitely like my my background music. Like some people have for a game, I was always just like, it was my atmosphere. I guess. A lot of people <laughs> so did that, I kind of liked everything. Yeah. Just helped me like chill out while I played and have something like interesting to listen to while I was like farming and grinding stuff. So, because God knows you can't. Now, do you still play Final Fantasy I Visual wallpaper. For a few years because yeah, I quit in like 20, oh, 2010. I guess I probably quit. I started 14 when it came out, but then I recently quit 14 and I started back in 11 like a month or two ago, and it is so different. So. So you have that Final Fantasy XI mindset and you can't get back into 14, basically. Yeah, I'm definitely, I like kind of like the slow, the slower pace of combat and I kind of, I don't know. That's I, fair. I missed, I missed how inconvenient Eleven was in some way. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I want to wait on my spirit ship. <laughs> like, don't make me, don't make me do it instantly, so. So now why would you wait for that inconvenience when it's like super inconvenient? convenient to just teleport anyway uh i don't know it's it's like the immersion factor for me 11 just felt like feels so alive 
Yeah. Like it's like functioning. It like, meant something to have to hop the airship to go places. Like 14 was, was I like don't know. I think like you were talking over, but she was. She said, I know, you I know, Final Fantasy XI doesn't care where I live, whether I live or die. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like, you know, that's a good point. It really did. Nick didn't give a shit. Thank you for for your service, and it's so cool, like that it's still around. I had no idea. So maybe I'll start like. Is it still going on? It's still going on again. (laughs) (laughs) We sent someone to E3, but... Yeah, no, we just totally sent somebody out there with our name. And we do stream it live on Twitch. Good, Kooky working in the blog. Yeah, that's what's up. So you gotta listen. I I guess I'll come back now. I just... 11 was was such an era like gone by for me now it's like it's all coming back oh it's so nostalgic but yeah it's awesome i'll tune back in Alright, thank you so much, Kelly. No problem. Uh, there we go. Thank you, Kelly. Kooky, I need you to do me one favor. Next time you what? find an interview like this, don't bill it as, I found someone who's actually heard of Limit Break Radio. <laughs> 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 There's better ways to phrase that. Yeah, a little bit. I love you! Anyway, that said, it was really funny when we saw the outline and it just says, interview with Kelly, and I'm like, are we supposed to know who Kelly is? No. <laughs> we met Kelly? That's okay. It's all right. You let me worry about I that. I like Kelly. <laughs> I do, too. I think Kelly's awesome. Yeah, no. Uh, anyway, uh, Kook, we wanted to thank you for going out to uh, E3 2016. And uh, I thought about playing that interview on the last episode, but with Juxtagon and you gone, it seemed really, really pointless. Yeah. So yeah. Kind of a favorite around here. <laughs> so anyway, we wanted to thank you for going out to E3 2016 and uh, let everyone know to stay tuned because over at Final Encountercast at twitch.tv slash Final Encountercast at 5 p.m., uh, we're going to be talking to Kuki about her experience, everything that she got hands-on, and all of the interviews that she got out at E3 2016. Kook, we're going to talk to you soon on uh, FEC. Thank you so much for your coverage. Yeah, and uh, glad that you're feeling better. Uh, So, anyway, if you'd like to give Limit Break Radio a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715 is the number to call. Uh, We want to hear from you, whether you want to talk about Fan Fest, uh, whether you want to talk about the jumping potion, I know that that was a really hot topic last week, and it still seems to be a topic of much debate. If you'd like to weigh in on that, maybe you have a different point of view from uh, everyone who piled on last week who said, man, the jumping potion is just not a good idea. It's just not the right time. Maybe if you'd like to offer a different point of view, we'd love to hear from you. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810 8715limitbreakradio.com slash discord. Let's now go to our phone lines. We're going to talk to Fate Andreas of Genova. What's going on, Fate? Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Oh, yeah. Thanks for letting me come in on the line there. Yeah, um, no, not a problem. Not a problem. Yeah, just doing a shout out to uh, RSC Boogie, uh, probably one of the biggest in Genova. Genova is the one of the greatest bastions for PlayStation that one but uh, yeah i guess i was just calling about uh, the overall frustration of campus ticket goers and trying to get tickets yeah is, uh, when i clicked on the link like right at my time zone i had to wait like literally two minutes no 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 i had to wait like 40 minutes sorry 40 minutes and what are you playing with like a water bottle or something that uh, that is very are you distracting? Are you it sounds like off a, a Kit Kat for me. It sounds, like I need a break. <laughs> it sounds like a Rubik's cube. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what that noise is, but it's just very very distracting. Can you hear it now? No, no. it's gone now. Anyway, okay, all right, okay. So, uh, 40 minutes to oh. now we hear it again. 
Hmm. Hmm. Let me see about that. Yeah. Well, uh. All right. I got it. I got it. Okay. All right. Are you sure? Are you sure? He's got it. Okay. He's got in his hand, though. Hmm. I don't. I think you don't got it. Are you typing? What is? What is that? What are you doing right now? Well, let's let's play a game. It's called Name That Noise. It's got to be a Kit Kat wrapper. Yeah, I, I know guess. that Kit Kat wrapper sound. <laughs> oh, I'll bet you do. <laughs> Could it be a potato chip bag? Like one of those no. like old sun chip not, bags that were super loud. It's a little too aluminum foil, or not enough aluminum foil. Plus, it has a hollow sound inside when you're trying to open it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like one of those like things you snap on your wrist. Oh, like I love those things. <laughs> like when you go to the roller round and you go, and it goes on your wrist. Yeah, yeah but but I mean, it was like a cons- it, really it was fast. like a sustained crackle. Yeah, like like you had a bottle of water. Yeah, and yeah, it was, like you had it. Yeah, yeah, cr- like and you're just crunching mm-hmm. it just a little bit. Yeah, I think people do that as a nervous habit, and they don't so even r- recognize that they're doing it. But yeah, very distracting. Very distracting when you're trying to talk to somebody on the radio. Uh, <laughs> Fate, are you? Are, Fate, are you still there? Just out of curiosity. Nice. Okay. All right. I think it's gone. All right. Let's try this again. So 40 minutes in queue for FanFest tickets. Uh, yeah. And I clicked right on time and it was probably one of the most frustrating experiences I've had this week. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking to the choir. Definitely one of the most anxiety producing experiences uh, of, <laughs> of the week. And I had more than a few. Like, uh, I don't know if anyone tuned in for refresh on Wednesday. My video card blew in the middle of that. So that was kind of oh, awesome. Y- you were super happy about that in the chat. Uh, I was thrilled. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I, but that was among the most, uh, uh, you know the most nerve-wracking the entire week and uh boy i, I it, yeah waiting that 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 was about typical we got in right at three o'clock i mean we were i, uh, I was on uh, like a half an hour before just keeping those windows refreshed oh yeah well yeah that's the thing we we had windows open i mean we were among, we had to have been among the first in the queue and we still waited nearly an hour before mm-hmm. uh you know we had secured tickets so oh, wow um yeah it was uh it was a long time that we and waited to get thrown into the system, but I sort of feel like I, I don't know. Fate, do you feel like there was uh, like I, I really feel like everyone got a chance, you know, like everyone who really, really wanted them, who like set the time aside, and especially versus last, uh, you know, like the last fan fest, like the last the site crash. Twenty fourteen was a goddamn <laughs> clusterfuck to the right. point where they had to like reopen the site a week later to sell tickets that apparently had errored on people. So I feel like this was like a way more orderly way to do it. And nine hours is way reasonable for, mm-hmm. for an event like that to sell out in. Um, I think that whole nine hour um, queue has really a lot to do with the actual website, uh, putting people in a queue and mm-hmm. then having to wait multiple hours uh, and compare it. Cause I mean, stuff like that would have been sold out immediately uh, if not the website crashing. Yeah. Uh, so I would I would entirely believe that it would probably be sold out within a few hours. But then again, it makes me wonder like how many attendees are attending to this thing, and how many are actually players, and how many are actually uh, media outlets that are just wanting to get the scoop for the new uh, mm-hmm. DLC pack, so to speak. And uh, it's it's those things you got to think and consider. It's like okay, well, who who can afford to get there? If you can't, uh, how, are you even sure you're going to get there? What am I going to be able to get a room? You know, all these questions are just spooling in your mind um but i mean in my case it's not really a problem i mean i live out of state but uh it's um i'll just fly out there get a room and if people need a place to bunk in or whatever i've been in concert before it's not a problem for me so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know? I mean, you know, they that's the thing is that um, and we can we can sort of speak firsthand to this is that Square Enix didn't do any kind of media registration. Nope. nope. Uh, and I mean, you, you saw it on Twitter because every one of the big FF14 you know, like either streaming or podcasting outlets, all of us were sitting around buying tickets. Man, it's so not cool. Um, well, I mean, no, it's fair. It's I like fair. It. That's fine. I. That's the thing is, I don't really have a problem with that. I personally, well, I mean, okay. in terms of like organization, I sort of personally think that like there there should have been a, a separate media registration process so that fans would have been, you know, more fans would have been able to get tickets, and Square Enix would have been able to choose. You know, like who who was who among the media was going to go? Well, personally, for me as a community figure, <laughs> I feel like I deserve special privilege, and I shouldn't have to pay. Well, you know, it's probably better for us that SE doesn't get to choose what media gets you to know. go. It's probably better for us that they did it this way. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not no wrong. Asked for your opinion. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, fate. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Uh, well, other than the, um, oh, is it called the Aqua Police? Uh, yes, the, the Aqua o- Police. I, I like that. Uh, we're going to go with that. It's the Aqua Police. So it's Sting singing <laughs> Barbie Police. World. Fuck the Aqua Police. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I just played that last night, and I got to tell you, it's one of the most enjoyable experiences in the game. Like, it's legitimately I fun. I It is surprising how many people are, fi- you know, going into the Aqua Police. Aquapolis. 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 And having a lot of fun. It really is uh, a a really fun system. And I think it sort of speaks to the fact that, like, you know, I, I, I... feel and and i actually couldn't put words to this properly before square enix said it but like i feel like square enix is taking a lot of influence from gen one mmos like you know the first uh wave of mmos and trying to not copy and paste that into their own system but you know incorporate a lot of those ideas and a lot of those play styles and i think the aquapolis just sort of speaks to how much it is wanted by this community to have that kind of play style right like i i i think that this is it bodes very very well for deep dungeon it if nothing else it's just something different it's it is something that doesn't feel like any other event in the game and it's nice to see totally it's nice to have an event where you winning is it a foregone conclusion already. And 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 it's not that like you're going to end up defeated, but that it's just RNG. You got RNG'd. Yeah. RNG's didn't like you. Although that is a bit of a cop out. I I I think that, you know, the, the deep dungeon is where you're going to start getting difficult mob mechanics and and need strategy and uh but you with know the, the, the difficulty curve. there should be some element of rng with it oh still. yeah that too that too but I, is, is, i'm sorry to interrupt but is no, there is there a way to like tell which door it is because i was with the party and it's like oh i know which door it is i'm like how do you tell to my knowledge there's no way to know yeah and as far as i know there there isn't a way to tell unless there is some 
dastardly means of telling. Yeah. I, 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 Something I a little shady know. going on. I don't know. Um, I, and and I don't want to speak to how shady or not because I, I haven't even heard of that at all. But uh, yeah, I, there's there's not a way for me to tell. And uh, you know who knows that guy could have just been talking a big game and got really lucky that run. You never know. <laughs> Some dudes just luckily got into floor last floor eight times in a row. Right. And he's just like, I got, I got the magic touch. Fate. Thanks for giving us a call here on Limit Break Radio. Uh, we appreciate it. And you got any shout outs? Uh, yeah, shout out to Booty and, and Genova server peeps. You know, looking forward to seeing you. And uh, yeah, um, have a good one. All right, man. Well, thanks for calling in to Limit Break Radio. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to be a caller, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. And uh, yeah, I, there's a, a, a ton of uh, really cool stuff going on in 14 right now. If you'd like to comment on the Anima Grind, if you'd like to comment on the uh, Aquapolis, uh, Weeping City, I mean, because I really feel like, you know, we're in the third week of Weeping City. I did it last night on uh, on stream because I have been a terrible player and been hardly logging in this week. But I did it last night on stream and I think we wiped twice to Ozma and that was it. Like it, it and the, and and maybe I think once no, it was actually it was actually a uh uh, Califistri wiped most of the party. Most of my party had gone and hit return, <laughs> and they finished it with like a party and a half. And it took like at least a good fifteen minutes to do the last thirty percent of of Califistri. So uh, you know, like I, I I really do feel like the community has gotten the hang of Weeping City and I'm really proud that Square Enix has stood by their decision to continue uh, just to keep the the difficulty the difficulty curve high yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's I mean that's kind of like what I said like the very first night that you did it it was rough because no one knew the mechanics, but everyone knows the mechanics now. Everyone's got a little bit better gear. Right. And now, basically, you can go through one-shotting it unless you're in a stream with Kahlo, and then <laughs> we die multiple times to Megadeth. Ooh, why? To Megadeth? Actually, Megadeth? no, no. Well, that boss. Um, Get that zombie on oh, you. Oh, is it the, the, the wind ter- The wind one? Uh, that's the one that always kills me. It's No, not even that. We never even got that far. It was what? the tank tanking next to all the dead bodies. And then they su- surprise, they blow up and everyone dies. Wow. Yeah, it was basically a tank fault. But oh, well, yeah, I guess. Fucking tanks. When yeah. in doubt, blame the tank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go back to our phone lines. Again, if you'd like to call the show, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. Or you can do like Yuzuki Gen- Genryuki did uh, from Tonberry. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Actually, our anime uh, anime show was last no, week, it, so <laughs> we're going to have to say. Oh, you're hilarious. <laughs> I thought so. Uh, anyway, we, you can do uh, like Yuzuki did and call in at LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord if you have Discord. Yuzuki, thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Oh, hey. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Hey, hey. What's up? Uh, um, What's going on? Hi. uh, So, I'm calling in for the thing about the leveling potion. Okay. So, yeah, I've been lurking about the YouTube channel because due to the time zone difference, (laughs) it's kind of difficult to like 
get a whole in the live show. Hey, well, but, we we appreciate the effort <laughs> that that you've shown in uh, in calling. What time is it there? Yeah, oh man, it's two a.m. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! Okay, yeah. all right. Well, we'll 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 try to answer your question quickly so you can go to sleep. Say but. hi to Nika for us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no, but I'm calling from Malaysia, so yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, I think that's yeah, the, the so, you're definitely the first caller from Malaysia that we've yeah, ever had. Let's check it that's off. That's great. Check yes. it off the globe. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Thornberry is actually home to a lot of uh, Southeast Asians. Actually. Good to know. Japanese. Yeah. That, that's what's so, up. So, um, recently, my friend he just joined FF14, and um, he is not taking the grind well, <laughs> and um. He is basically bitching a lot, like the grind every single night. It's like, oh my god, for fuck's sake, why am I a FedEx boy? Like, why am I delivering this thing to this guy? Like, why is Minfilia so useless? Like, why, why do I have to dance like, for silks? Well, <laughs> okay, but the thing is, is that like, it, like, it, it's part of the reason I feel like like that's such an important experience is because it sets the common expectation like it sets up like we do we we rely on that joke all the time Minfilia yeah. is useless and if you <laughs> yes. if you've never gone through the a realm reborn storyline and if you just had that bottom line for you you I don't think you would get the same impression of Minfilia being useless you'd then have a wave of new players that would come in and be like I don't know what you're talking about she was badass and the leader of the scions because the first day that he got into ff and he got to like the rising sense was it rising well, no, yeah walking, the waking sense waking yeah sand. yeah waking like sense. whoa infilia's like wow she's so pretty wow it's mcgee right but like after <laughs> a week and she's like Man, fuck that bitch you know <laughs> she's not getting anything done so the thing is that i kind of like got an FC mate to borrow me her account so to shut my friend up I gave him an emulation of the jumping potion because I actually talked to him about it and he was playing a tank he was interested in playing all three tank classes in the game mm-hmm. and after uh, letting him play like Drax and VR60 he said yeah this jumping potion is a no go because it's, it's it just doesn't work because it was just too much for him because yeah. like you don't know how to play the job because like yeah, because like, um, I have to agree with you guys because the thing is that the ARR story is basically a giant tutorial mm-hmm. and you just can't skip it. But like, if they really do have to, like, an alternative could be in like something like um, maybe you wake up with the echo and like, you know, at the beginning of the game and boom, like suddenly you get thrown into like before the dawn so that at least you get like heaven's word as your starting point. That's my friend actually like um, was only interested in the heaven's word content not ARR, sadly. But he's getting there, and after, like, playing Drax, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go back to, like, farming fates and shit, so... Yeah, yeah. You know, actually, you bring up a good point, and I only just this minute realized it. 2.0 does kind of act like a big tutorial. tutorial yeah. 2.0 is... FF13 pre cocoon. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> what, wait, why does Square yeah. Enix? Why does Square Enix keep doing to, doing this to us? Like, here you is, didn't notice this time. Here's a 14 hour tutorial. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> Again, again, you got me. Thank you. But and we played asshole. it for a year. Like we played for two years. Jesus. I think it'd been hilarious at the first fan fest. Yoshi's like, congrats on completing the tutorial. You did it. <laughs> it does. But no, that's it. It is a great point because 
you know, the dungeons uh, and and the leveling system, the leveling structure does really teach you how to play the the job properly. Now, now I'm 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 curious, how long ago did you do this experiment and when you did it, did they have the be- the the player guide? What do they call that? The beginners last, hall or whatever it is? It was, oh, no, it was last Friday. Last Friday. Okay, yes, they so did. they do. Okay, so it, it, yeah. do, do you know if he tried to use that as a resource? He didn't do shit because he was <laughs> hell bent on getting to like end game. He was hell bent on getting to sixty. Going straight into eighty five seven. Yeah, yeah. He just wants to go to like the savage race and stuff because he hears a lot of stories, right? Because that's actually quite a healthy fan base from Singapore, which is where Arcus is from. So like he he has a lot of Singaporean connections, and like when he hears stories about like Nidhogg Extreme and like. How Heavens was like basically like a really really good example of storytelling even in MMOs. He wants to see that, but he's not seeing it in ARR. Even mm-hmm. that I'm telling him like, yeah, you know, once you reach Castrum, the story actually gets really really good. Like, yeah, he plays classic FF. His his favorite FF is like seven and nine. So I mm-hmm. told him like, you know, you'll get fight Ultima weapon. You get to see like this amazing plot and shit. And it's like if you skip this, you you just can't. Handle Heaven's Word because Heaven's Word just tosses you right in. Yeah, yeah. Come on, he plays FF9. Castrum is like Pandemona. He, he you know, uh, yeah, true. It, it, it that it is that's a very very good point. Um, and and I think that that's just a, a, a great first hand example of why the jumping potion specifically doesn't really work for FF14. And see now, here's the thing, Juxta. We didn't have you on the last show. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> uh, where you know where we had initially talked about the jumping potion. We know uh, you played WoW for a long, long time, and this was something that WoW had done early on, where it wasn't necessarily the jumping potion that was added a little bit later. But you could you you had ways of sort of like inflating your levels or like super grinding yeah. and uh, and, and stuff like friend. yeah, the the recruit friend that that sort of stuff. The the pre leveled characters, Guild Wars, the original Guild Wars did that. I'm not sure if Guild Wars Two still does that, but Guild Wars would give you like a fully max leveled character with some basic starter gear and say, "Hey, you can go PvP now" and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, so, what do you feel about the jumping potion, man? Uh, you know, for Final Fantasy fourteen, I, I, I feel like I'm just hopping on the bandwagon. So I feel like I really need to try to make a point that says I think the jumping potion is a good idea so I'm going to the jumping potion is a good idea that Final Fantasy needs because let's face it 80 to 90% of all the new players are going to be cutscene cutscene skippers and they know how to play MMOs already so you know just let them skip everything (laughs) I don't how do you feel right now Juxta I'm dying inside <laughs> it was really that is a really that. really really bad argument right there it's it just was, not it a just, good argument man it's the best you could do you know okay like it is very like, okay it's what everyone right, said. hang on it's, it's just, too just hang on let me let me quote the internet tell me how you really feel <laughs> okay it's just too early i mean maybe if square enix keeps introducing expansions where you have to sit through a hundred uh, uh quests worth and you have like four or five hundred quests you have to go through before you can actually end up in the stuff that everyone else is doing maybe see that's the thing is that you know while i i do I, I admit that ARR is a bit of a grind. That that stuff in the middle that you're doing in like Costa del Sol, yeah. it drags. It definitely drags. I'm not going to lie, okay? Uh, but the thing is, is that like I don't feel like Heavensward had any of that. Like once mm-hmm. Heavensward is done and people 
experience ARR Heavensward and then are looking to get to for wherever 4.0 or whatever 4.0 is you know what i mean like i feel like at that point like once you get done with 2.0 3.0 is just gonna feel so fast in comparison yes except once you get to 3.1 and 3.2 and then and then it kind of drags again if but you're, if you're really trying fast. to do, no if you're trying to do the content if you're doing the story that's gonna blow by I mean, that's like, my point is that the entirety of 3.0 taken as the entirety is not going to feel that long. 3.0 was perfect and fine. 3.1 and 3.2 dragged the shit. Dragon Song War the, was fucking, really bad. The the story, maybe not the quests. Oh, There's no, not, not the like quests. like in terms of like like because that's the big complaint is I know I it's not that there's a ton of story it's what you have to do to get to that it's the mm. stupid fetch quest that you have that you've got to do there's a little bit of that in falcon's nest there's a little mm. bit of that maybe early on in 3.0 very once one yeah and, and it's very minimal once you get past 3.0 3.1 3.2 3.3 you're gonna go through those very very quickly yeah that's true very quickly and so i don't i i just i don't feel like you're gonna have the pacing problem uh, that 2.0 had, and also I feel like 50 to 60 goes by very quickly as well. That XP curve is not that huge, and you know that they're going to adjust that XP curve as the next set of levels comes out. Haven't they already adjusted the XP curve? I, I In some ways, I think they have, um, but I think that they'll probably further end up adjusting it, oh, uh, uh, you know, come 4.0. I, Cause I, they, I see they what you're Because they want the current 4.0 levels to be steep. They, they wouldn't want the 3.0. I see what you're saying, but I, I think I agree with Juxta. Like, right now, yeah, but when we're getting around to that fourth or fifth expansion, the Wings of the Goddess or the Seekers of Adula in time period, that's going to be a lot to grind through to get caught up. Yeah, but will it? Yeah, it will be. But will it? Like, you're going to get to the end of ARR and be like, I don't want to keep going. But will it? Yeah. No, I don't. I think it will. I don't think You'll end up being like level 70 before you even get through <laughs> Dragon's on <laughs> War. That's true. The, the MSQ quest for 2.0, you basically get like an entire level for doing a fucking quest. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's ridiculous how much HP or XP they end Plus up pumping out. the gear out. they give you. I mean, yeah. I've seen somebody with a beginner's ring gave uh, 30% uh, XP for the first thirty levels. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's the thing is that mm-hmm. there are there are a ton of items like that too mm-hmm. that you can that you can use Rings, to help the bracelets. Yeah. Well, what we also don't know is we don't know how intertwined with Heaven's Ward this next story will be. Yeah. Because like if you think back to eleven, Rise of the Zillart very much piggybacked off the main story a lot, like Heaven's Ward piggybacks off the main story here. But then Chains of Promethea went a very different route. We're curious to see if they'll go that route again or if they'll just continue piggybacking the same kind of story. See, but the thing is, is that those though with eleven that was dealing with like nation forces there wasn't like a single force that you were a part of that 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 was driving the narrative forward right like you were just plopped into a nation you join up with that nation and then events unfold around you you well, weren't how this one started too you start off as a member of gridania or wherever and that's no, you no, eventually no, no. get tied and, in with the and, scions and you know what I, this kind of harkens back to to something that kelly said during that that e3 interview where Ele- is the best no where <laughs> oh. 11 didn't care if you lived or died you felt more like an inhabitant of that world as opposed to the savior of that world mm. the warrior of light yeah. the warrior of 
of light is the savior of the world. Like from the minute like that you meet Minfilia, she's like, boom, warrior of light. You're going to save us all. And you're like, what? Really? That's hype. I'm level 20, but okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I guess. Okay. That eh. not going to say no to that swag title. But, you know, like it, it, there is there was a distinct narrative approach that 11 took that made it inherently different than what 14 does. You are garbage. Well, no, 11, you are not garbage. You're just always along for the ride. You're there with the main character. You aren't the main character. Yeah, and things sort of happened around you. And, and you're, garbage. you're garbage. And also you're garbage. <laughs> uh, I mean, and that's and that's the same all the way up pretty much till Rhapsody is when they're finally kind of like, oh, you, you, you saved garbage. the world like four or five times. Maybe you are a badass. Right. Yeah. But yeah, you, but you're still garbage. <laughs> but at the end of your garbo. But there's yeah, there's something about that approach where and 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 I know that Kahlo actually had identified this early on uh, on the show and and with it, it, this was like during the 2.0. But that just because the narrative is set up where we are the savers, where we do play such a intense narrative role in this world that it takes something away from the world building aspect it feels like there's like it feel like ff14 is very much a world that feels like when you teleport away from that zone everything just stops everything mm-hmm. you just hit a pause it feels like the world's pause around you yeah and with ff11 it didn't feel like that no. it, it sort of just felt like you were put into a larger world if life goes on and when you return you'll pick up wherever they're at yeah yeah you're right yeah absolutely and I, and, 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 and their mean, storytelling reflected that too like with Chains so, Rafia, yeah. like the rest of the world they weren't just kind of sitting around waiting for you to come back and report they were doing stuff most of the time yeah yeah uh, so I, I think that that's just an interesting choice that uh, that that 14 went with and I, I'm not sure that now that they've you know put themselves in that you know put themselves in that position that they can kind of take that back you're not wrong like that's kind of what i was hoping they would do with heaven's ward when we first had the fall of the scions i kind of hoped it was going to be that reset point to knock you down a peg no you just you're just rebuilding the thing and that's what that kind of bummed me out at the at the end of the heaven's ward storyline but i was like i really thought this was their chance to knock us down a peg and have us assume that role of kind of like the silent protector of the world not the oh my god the warrior of lights here holy yeah. crap right but with um oh the uh with Heidelin saying that she's failed so many times i mean they could fail again i mean she could fail again and we could reset i fail, guess maybe. i mean i and we then we become the warriors of darkness yeah what? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense. That's weird. We chop off their heads and drink their bloods. Just wake up. And this is it. not Game of Thrones, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah, maybe it should be. Well, okay, well, you're not wrong. Battle of the Warriors <laughs> of Light and Darkness. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway, if you'd like to give us a call, and by the way, thank you to Yuzuki for uh, for that call. Uh, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, or LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We're going to go back to our phone lines and talk to Diamelos. What's going on, Diamelos? Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio, man. Oh, okay, hold on one second. Oh, no, no, once okay, I, we're good. it was we're such good. it was such a good lead up. It was like thirty seconds. You, I wait for you to like thank the caller, and then I bring in the guy on Skype. 
Oh, well, you, you can't mix Skype I, and Discord. I, I, I thought, well, no, I thought, I'm sorry. I thought that uh, when Kooky sends me a message that that oh. meant that there was a new person ready. Well, we, we are ready. Okay. We're just waiting for the, the queue to kill the, the Discord. I see. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, Diamelos, welcome to Limit Break Radio. Thank you. Uh, I kind of wanted to uh, put my thoughts for the jump potion and one argument for it that I've never enjoyed that people don't have the time commitment to, to play it. Then don't play because, an MMO. Yeah, because yeah, the MMOs are inherently a time sink. It was worse, way worse than 11. People, I've heard, oh, it takes a month of all you do is play 14 to get to 60. Right. Uh, my three years and 11 yeah. to get to 75 want to say something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's hard for me to, to, to be sympathetic on that count. Do you know? Do, does anyone else here? Because I like I before I ask, I guarantee you do. Do you remember your first job hitting seventy five? The moment you saw that level up, yes. Do you remember where you were? Remember uh, what job it was? I guarantee well, you do. It's definitely Dark Knight, and I don't remember where I would have been meriting or or leveling. I think it may have been out at like Babiki Bay Babiki or something. Bay, that was the same for yeah. me. Babiki Bay may have my, been. Mine, oh. mine was Red Mage Cardavamire. See, ever you remember that because like that was the end of a probably at minimum nine month grind. Red mage. Uh, I, I also assume, uh, Colibri camp. I guess I don't remember. A lot of. I, I also remember beating. Um, I, I beat Matt at eight p.m. on Christmas. Ooh. <laughs> what job did you say? Red mage. Ooh. I lost count how many times it took me to beat him. He was can one I, of the hardest. Um, can I? Can, true story. True story. Uh, I actually don't remember any of my Matt fight. Really? I was so high. <laughs> I was so stoned. I was blazed out of my mind. I I beat Matt and went to bed. The, the Dragoon Mott fight was such a pain. You had to, like, at the right timing, super jump so that he'd do his big, like, uh, weapon skill on your wyvern and kill your wyvern instead of you. And then you could, like, <laughs> pop a... Uh, a um, Vile Elixir plus one to get half your HP back and finish him off. I do remember using oh. a Vile Elixir plus one. Yeah, and you, did you start the fight with an Icarus Wing or whatever it was? Yeah. No, no. You had to do the sleeping potions and the Opo Opo necklace. That was it. <laughs> I, uh, I, you're right, though. I really dislike the argument of uh, time allocation because, I mean, that's... Uh, uh, if you don't want to make the commitment, then really you shouldn't play an MMO. And, and, and the thing is, well, like, when... 2.0 came out i had just trans like it literally started the start of term for a new school that i transferred to for right. college okay and i didn't i could only play on the weekends it took me four months four or five months to get to 50 just playing on the weekends wow that's it not wow. skipping anything and i even spent some time leveling alt classes or the other classes for cross class abilities so Jeez. It's not hard. And in 2.4, I made, before I transferred my main over to Sargantanis, I made an alt. And in two weeks, in 2.4, I got it to 50. Well, you, Two and, more and, weeks, I got past the storyline. Well, the, but the thing is, is that, like, you know what people would say who are on the other side of this this argument is that, oh, well, that's really easy for you to say. You've already done it and you don't have done it. And it's like, no, dude, like, here's the thing is that each of us has made time. You know what I mean? Like, whether whether or not you have you are made of time or not. 
a lot of us make time to make the commitment to sit down, log in, and play this game. We have a lot of nights where we're like, you know what? I'm only going to get five hours of sleep tonight because I want to play for a couple hours before I go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, not, not just that, but I mean, there's also other games that we, we like to play and often it's a, a, you know, there's a choice, like there's an allocation of time choice. Do I want to play 14 or do I want to go play dark souls? You know, like sometimes that's that it, like, not everyone understands that, 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 you know, commitment that somebody makes to an MMO, especially one that has, you know, resetting, uh, points every week so there's benchmarks that yeah. you have to meet a minimum benchmark that you have to meet every week and come on is your kid's softball game really that important I mean he's not gonna remember it's all and bad there, there's also the argument of it's like oh well people get bored with the story so they quit after a week or two it's like well if they're gonna get bored with the story they're gonna get bored with the lulls between patches I that mean, is that is also true like if you were up to date to two point or three point three, are we on now? I yeah. forget. Yep. Yeah, um, three. But yeah, if you were up to date for two point three, there's not a whole lot for you to do that you haven't already done besides Mackay and Aquapolis. Aquapolis and Aquapolis. <laughs> yeah, no, I. It, I was really looking forward to Deep Dungeon. Um, I want it to come out now. Uh, well, hopefully, we don't have to wait long. Uh, yeah, hopefully you won't have to wait long. Yeah, I think it's what two weeks. Thanks. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, they, I think they said yeah, like middle of July. So, so yeah, hopefully you won't have to uh, to wait terribly long. But yeah, no jumping potion uh, again. Uh, really, really not the time uh, in FF14. Like no one's in fi- in favor of this. No, we've taken two you know two episodes of calls on this. Not a single person actually has I, uh, bothered to defend it. I have a good defense for jumping potion now. Do you? I actually formulated this Do last you? week while I was listening to the show uh, Incognito. <laughs> All right, so who, that's a lie. You don't listen to this show. Who would buy a jumping potion? Bad players. Okay. Would bad players stay subscribed to the game? No. Therefore, a bad player would buy the game, not even subscribe for another month. So this is Square Enix's way of getting their money's worth out of these bad players. Because they're going to buy the bad the jumping potion. They're going to get up to max level. And they're going to be bored even sooner. But they, would, they wouldn't resub but, anyway. But they bought the jumping potion. But po- they got the I jumping like what Jux is saying. Anyone who buys a jumping potion gets banned immediately. It's a great idea. <laughs> that too. That could also work. I just this I, is just a cash grab for bad players who have literally no sense of delayed gratification. Uh, but Juxta, they went out of their way to say it wasn't a cash grab. <laughs> Can we all come believed on. them? Come on, come on, come on! Come I tried on. to say it without laughing. I'm sorry. Uh, only you believe them. But uh, is is there okay? If we're gonna look at it from that perspective, is there any chance whatsoever that Square Enix? could end up retaining some of those bad players and they become good players. Or at least they hang on. The same argument could be made for if I would I could play with my friends right now with end game content, then I would still play. I mean, I feel like both of those segments of players are tiny and negligible. I feel like a bad player is going to stay a bad pl- player, jumping potion or nay. Yeah, I I I think I think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, if you, you have said that end, a lot. If you have end gamers that have friends that want to come into the game with a jump potion, 
Do you honestly believe, or anybody honestly believe, that the learning curve to become an end gamer could be accomplished so quickly? Well, I just remember moments like like when I was in the level thirty in that area, like starting to work on like my very early rotation when I could finally do like mm-hmm. like full or true thrust, full thrust, warp yeah. thrust, get all those, and then like learn where to mix in the buffs to make that do the most damage. And like that was like the beginning of learning my what would later be my end game rotation because mm-hmm. it's just expanding on that. But if I had just been plopped down in a chair with all of these abilities that I had to pick from, I would have no idea. Right, Diamelis, thanks for your call. We appreciate it. If you'd like to call Limit Break Radio, sign. Uh, Sound off on any of the topics uh, Jumping Potion Aquapolis uh, Anything else 810-515-8715 Limit Break Radio on Skype LimitBreakRadio.com Slash Discord uh, We'd love to hear from you If uh, if you have any thoughts That you would like to share uh, We're going to go back to our phone lines And in fact to our Discord you could call LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Shiris Hartslot of Excalibur, thanks for joining us today. Hey, how are you guys today? Uh, doing well, and uh, what would you like to talk about? All right, I I want to talk about the potion thing, and just to add on to the topic of people not having time for the du- jumping potion, to let everybody have an idea of, you know, I'm an endgame raider. I'm on second intermission of AAS right now. I am very far into that with the time commitment that has been necessary to get that far. I earned that position in that raid so far and very close to beating it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's been my work schedule for the last two and a half months. I have worked 70 hour weeks. I have gone with nearly six hours of sleep average per night on those weeks. I have been damn near brain dead and before that i had finished up a class two classes and acing them both mm. and i'm more than willing to put in the time so why do you need a jumping potion again well what benefit do you think it's going to give you towards end game well yeah but I've, I've got a lot of easy. game of thrones i need to watch so i don't have time to level up <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I, 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 got a, I got a season to catch up on. I read forums a lot, so like that's a good three to eighty hours of my day. Right it here. really Listen, is. I, I've got like three role plays going on on Balmung. It takes time. <laughs> it's really, it's really consuming. <laughs> it, it really is just a cop out excuse to say you don't have the time. Exactly. It's how you want to invest your time. Right. And you know what? If you aren't willing to say that, shut the fuck up and let the door hit your ass on the way out is i'm tired of it yeah get her done and and the thing is is that there are so many games just games in general not just mmos but so many games in general that already cater to that attitude that already reward you unnecessarily throughout the entirety of the game and i I don't know like it just it 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 almost doesn't feel like an accomplishment to get to the end. I, I mean, yeah. 
It, 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 and the same, like, why why would we want the same to be said for MMOs? I feel like MMOs are sort of like, they were sort of like the last bastion mm-hmm. of that, like, I want to play of the game. You just <laughs> triggered Juxta so hard. I, I <laughs> Just the word. I Like, seriously, though, but, but it, it, you know, like, MMOs were like the last bastion of that sort of play style <laughs> and... <laughs> And serious like character development and 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 uh, character growth throughout you know playing and leveling and and fine tuning your stats and stuff like that and a lot of it has been dumbed down a lot of it has gone by the wayside and I, I, you know like I hate to do this but this is this is a lot of the problematic stuff that people were raising around wow like mmo players that were already playing mmos when wow came out and they just started giving shit away or charging people you know money to uh to to get levels and stuff like that like this is sort of like the problematic part of that business model because the mere fact that blizzard does it means that Every other MMO has to find a way to respond. And if they don't have it, Yoshi P has to field dumbass questions like, why don't you have a jumping potion, faggot? Lick, lick, lick my balls. And you know what? My reply is, fuck Blizzard. <laughs> that's I would love to see Yoshi P. reply that way. That's, you know, that's... fuck Blizzard. That's... <laughs> Sort of a a, a great uh, position to take in the abstract, but WoW still accounts for, you know, 8 million players. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lizard games? That's so old school. uh, (laughs) Overwatch is making money hand over fist. Oh, God. The amount of money they made in May. What is... Blizzard is going nowhere. And right. the thing is, is that, you know, when you when you have the dominant audience and you introduce stuff like this, then, yeah, it really does put every other MMO and every other person who's trying to step into that arena into a position where they're like, you know, like players are going to expect this kind of stuff. And I don't think that that is Square Enix's fault. I think that that's the player's fault. I think that this, I mean... You know, he didn't come up with this out of nowhere. Someone asked him about this. Well, when can we get a jumping potion? Like, yeah. Get <laughs> it really is. It's it, it 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 can be it can be frustrating, especially for someone who has put the time in. And I'm really curious, and I I, I have not had the time to go look, but I'm really curious about how Elder Scrolls Online's community is taking. Bethesda's uh, proposal to just allow automatically level 60 characters out of the gate or level uh, level whatever max level flipping. is there so um, you know I, I don't think that that it, I, I don't I just there's never a point where this is received well like this is never received well by a community that has put a lot of investment in the in into your game is this easy mode <laughs> That was from Malky Thera. Uh, Heartslot, thank you very much for the call. We appreciate it. If you want to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. 
we've got a couple more people hanging on the line here. I yeah, think we, we, got can, a, we got like a few. Uh, wow. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if you'd like to sound off about jumping potions, Aquapolis, Aquapolis. 3.3, Weeping City. I, I mean, how are you, you know, like, what's what's your Weeping City experience like these days? Uh, three weeks out, is it still just as brutal as it was when it was introduced? I personally do not think that it is. But if you'd like to sound off on any of that, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. We'll take uh, a couple of more calls here uh, as we uh, approach our our third hour of the show. And uh, (laughs) and then I think I think we're going to we're going to try something something different uh you might say this has never been done on lbr not on lbr no well i mean i don't know in various sort of forms and fashions i i I think uh we we hi some of the bits that we've done have have had the spirit of of improv but we did this on a voices of anna deal episode oh okay well as a weird throwback so so what you're telling me is that you just recycle the topic from like eight years ago <laughs> i think you're allowed to do that like once every eight years aren't you i guess so i mean how often do radio stations recycle a topic yeah uh, four months or so yeah something like that i mean we could have gone back to the racist roulette i guess that would have felt i like don't going, think anyone would have complained about that uh, but it would have felt like going back to the well a little bit early That's at true. least at least he gave this one like seven eight years to breathe <laughs> It's aged like a fine wine. (laughs) Yes, right. Uh, So, yeah, uh, we're going to want suggestions from the chat as (laughs) this is going to be weird. It's definitely going to be weird. Uh, Just ask once the next episode of VOV. Go away. Do it, dude. Stop. Yeah, me and me and Nika are gonna. I mean, me and Vicky are gonna host it. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I see what you did there. Uh, all right, let's go back to our phone lines. We're gonna hear from uh, Hesper Washa of the Goblin Server. What's up, Hesper? Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Uh, it's it's going all right. Um, how are you all doing? First of all, oh, we're doing just fine. I, I think uh, I'm doing fine as well. It's that's, getting, that's interesting. It's getting a little Escalia, warm. How are you doing today? It's hot. I'm over what he said. It's, it's a warm. little warm. Fuck it's, you. You're supposed to say I'm fine. I'm I'm wonderful. <laughs> I'm beyond fine. Woody, how are you doing? I'm fine. Don't care. <laughs> okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, Hesper, uh, what would you like to talk about today? Well, I mean, um, I, I know a lot of people are weighing in on the uh, on the leveling bot for one thing, and I mean. I, I just want to add my two cents onto that. Um, well, personally, um, it's not going to be really needed because if you think about it, I mean, if new players are joining, when they join, they'll get that that, that circlet for 20% EXP for like... 30 levels. 20, I think yeah, it's 30 levels. 30 levels. Yeah. And then you got the beginner ring. Now it's up to level 30 as well. And as they start adding in more expansions, they'll just add in more, hey, here's a piece of gear that lasts until 60 that gives you 50% EXP bonus or anything like that. I mean, that leveling pot is just not going to be worth it in 
Yeah, this and, and and that's Square Enix has been really good about this. Where you know they've eased the requirements of 2.0. They've eased the requirements for leveling between uh, one and fifty, and even a little bit between fifty and sixty. So I I sort of feel like if you're easing the requirements already, why have a fast forward button? Unless you just want to rake in that four ninety nine from people who are too lazy. Four ninety nine. You know, what you think? You think it's going to be more than that? It could be at least fourteen ninety nine. Probably like twenty nine ninety nine. You think? Yeah. Would you not? I, I like know. if you're gonna like let someone like skip over two months worth of content. Yeah, I'm gonna charge them two months worth of subscription fees. Are for you it. even trying? I, I'm just I just threw yeah. a number out there. Money. I just threw a number oh out my there. Gosh, this is why and you're you, not an accountant. <laughs> you can pay thirty four ninety nine and get a Schlepnir mount with it. That's gonna fly soon, by the way. Yes. yes. Good. Ugh. I'm happy. No. Don't be. If you're going to make fucking Fenrir fly, then yes, Shlepnir should fly you as well. Let's just throw it all into chaos. Fuck it. Everything animals. flies. You're all just animals. That are flying. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. If they're going to ease the requirements, why even bother? Why even bother to put this fucking potion in there? There doesn't need to be a fast forward button. Yeah, I mean, part of me kind of thinks it's just mostly just to get, like, press, you know, publicity and stuff, but it's... It's just it's to gain favor. It's just to gain favor with gaming press. That's it. Because those were the only people who complained initially. And why, why else? Like, why... It, like, yeah, I agree. I, 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 don't, I think that this is just a craven attempt to cater... Oh, if- to lazy, lazy if, people. If they do something for the press, I mean, just add a new class, call it Scrub Lord, and have them go through that. <laughs> I like that Great. idea. I like that idea. I think per- the only thing I would like to see in terms of like making it go by faster is like, there's probably a lot of quests that one day they could just go in and purge right out of there that don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like outside of that, Asper, out of curiosity, are you related to Nell? Because you two sound so similar. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not. Um, Just checking. Like, I actually am now. <laughs> oh. Uh, Nell, Nell doesn't want to be caught dead on this show anymore, so <laughs> start making up new names. No, it transcended into one being. Oh, uh, wow. Hesper, thank you very much for your call. Do you have any shout outs? Oh, well, I was also going to say oh. for the, uh, th- the the 3.3 content. Yeah. I, I've actually been enjoying it quite a lot. Then the Aqualopolis or whatever the heck you want to call it. You know, that's. That's been a really, you know, great, you know, just fun little short event. I mean, I know with 3.1, when they released Void Arc, I got bored and, like, had to take yeah. a break for, like, a month or two. But with this, uh, with the new one from uh, Weaving City, you know, it's like, oh, hey, this is actually going to hold my attention and I'm not going to be bored. Yeah. Unless you got that one party that's full of people who essentially are just there and just want to be carried oh we call them just keep wiping you over and over again <laughs> you know what i actually i experienced something strange in void arc the other day i had a tank that kept pulling stuff to the opening like oh i saw i saw that that was that was very bizarre weird. i That's yeah awesome. i had no idea what was going on it was the weirdest oh. troll that because because the gate went up you know, and half the party went like towards the gate that was still up <laughs> And then they were like, where's the third mob? Oh, it's all the way at the beginning. That <laughs> was awesome. retarded. And of course, I, could, I, mean, I, couldn't do, I couldn't do anything about it because I was in there on DPS. So, 
Yeah, I was gonna say, don't you know, Nero? You know, did they add it in that uh, uh, mobs take like seventy-five uh, percent more damage if you take them back to the beginning? Yeah, no, that's not a thing. <laughs> the sweet buff, man. That is not a thing. I'm pretty sure that's that was in the latest patch notes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, at the very bottom, live letter. <laughs> Hesper, thanks for your call. We got a couple more calls to get to uh, here on Limit Break Radio. Uh, if you'd like to give us a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five. I guess this has turned into a bit of an impromptu call in show today yeah a little bit uh limit break radio uh, com slash discord if you want to call in on discord uh we've got three more people waiting on hold that we're going to try to get to here before uh before we move on uh but uh yeah again if you'd like to call in limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 and limit break radio.com slash discord uh we're going to go back to our phone lines we've got uh is it uh Ed- uh, Edgar Bagahari Kalayer? I okay. What? I'm glad that you took a shot at that because I would have been just as bad for me. Ed What's Bahard Kalar? We're gonna call you Ed. Ed. What's up, Ed? Come on, pick up, pick up, pick up. Oh, not much. Oh. Ooh, that's some Got that's some Discord some, going on. That's man. some brutal Discord Sky lag. Bastion lag. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna give you a second to see if it clears. Ooh, not looking good here. Whoop. Yeah. Yeah. You there, Ed? Testing. Testing. Yeah. Okay, Ed. I I heard the testing. Testing. Let's try that again. Ed, Ed are you there? I can hear you guys. Can okay. You hear me? Yes. There yeah, we, we go. Yeah. All right. Oh, it sounds right. like your right. connection stabilized. So, thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. What do you want to talk about? Uh, it's about the jump potion, actually. All right. Um, oh, that's new. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm a WoW player and a Final Fantasy fourteen player. I'm sorry. I wasn't too impressed with the uh, boost potion when they introduced it to WoW. I saw no need for it. And I don't see need for it with Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, much like the other caller who works on average 70-hour weeks, I'm a truck driver. I work on average... 14-hour days, seven days a week. And and, and I, something something I'd like to point out about uh, you know about what you do, you, that takes a hundred percent of your focus and attention. It's not you're yeah, not well. <laughs> it no, should. It, it does. Hundred percent. It does. He's, I've, I've actually pulled off, and I'm parked at an emergency parking spot right now. Just because so he's call. a professional, because he's using the phone, he's a pro. We're actually costing him money to make this phone call. Ed, we appreciate the, that. That's very kind of you. I want to see the police officer that pulls up. And say, what's the emergency? I had to call into LBR. They're putting a jumping potion in. <laughs> no, but uh, you oh, know, yeah. here's here's the thing though. Is that yeah? It, um, there are people who you know have jobs where they can kind of afford to you know like they they could have a, a, um, a, a, a game window open or they could take a break and play a little bit of FF14. A lot of people work from home, you know, like it, it, you don't have that benefit. And yet, what level are you? Are you you're you're probably max level? I would bet. Oh no! It sounds like he might be. He might, he might be lagging again. No, I've only recently got back into the game, but okay. I'm level 51. I'm level 51. I think he's level 51. Been, uh, Ooh, leveling to 51? Yeah. 
One, two, one, two. There oh, we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. you're back. You're back. Uh, no, okay, so... Um, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. but the, but the point being Hello? that even... Yeah, uh, um, guess maybe I he can't hear us. Two months ago. <laughs> Guys, can you hear me? Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Ed, we want to thank you for your call. Uh, obviously, you're having a little bit of technical difficulties there. We do appreciate that you pulled over and called uh, Limit Break Radio. That's so... Uh, amazingly kind of you to do and, and we appreciate the dedication uh, but you know here's the thing Ed again Ed is someone who has to focus 100% of the time that he is at his job he cannot take a break play a little bit of, you know play through a dungeon and then go back to work you know what I mean unless you're playing paladin uh, well, <laughs> well if, how, do you, how are you going to get it in the car huh I get it in the car all the time <laughs> Boo! <laughs> you suck. Uh, but, uh, but but yeah, it, like that. If if he can level to fifty one, what is your excuse? What is what is your excuse that you need a jumping potion? I I I think that these are very compelling arguments. Ed, thank you so much for your call, man. We appreciate it. Drive safe. Drive uh, safe. Yes, no. yes. Drive safe. Drive recklessly. Uh, drive safe. Sorry, I got confused for something else. Uh, so we've got a we've got two more callers hanging on the line. Uh, let's go now to uh, Nozomi of Excalibur. A lot of new names today. Uh, what's the What's their last name? Uh, got a last name on there. Tohoi. Uh, Tohoi. 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 Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm going to go with that. Uh, Nozomi. Nozomi. Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Hey, how are you guys? Good. Great. Uh, it's how are you? I'm great as well. All right. Uh, should I begin? Yes. Uh, no. Let's, no. Let's Actually, let's. Bit. Yeah. Let's. You know what? Hold, hold <laughs> on. Hold on. I'll what? send you my consultation fee. <laughs> well, we'll just wait. We'll wait We're about go, we, intermission. Moment of silence. Yeah. Uh, wait. Okay. Now go. So, uh, my questions are: Do you think Deep Dungeon will basically be a remake of Final Fantasy XI Salvage and Nizel Isle put together? Yes, I, think, I do. I think. Although, didn't they say they're pulling a lot of their inspiration from a Fantasy Star event? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, the only thing that I've heard definitively from Yoshi P was that there was influence taken from Chocobo Dungeon. Interesting. <laughs> but you here's the thing: that game. everything that, like, literally everything that I have seen outlined about Deep Dungeon leads me to believe that yes indeed it will be a mixture of Nizul Isle and Salvage which I think is fantastic um, and uh, similar to the way that didn't we get updates to did we get any updates to uh, either of those events over time Salvage was there there was there a second tier upgrade no, that ever happened? Now. No, there okay. is now. Um, but you know the the fact that they're going to keep adding to it, I think is is very cool. The initial fifty floors may not seem that challenging, but we know that they're going to ramp up the challenge after floor one hundred. So I think it's going to be something that takes time. The initial fifty, I think, you know, Square Enix is going to be looking at how we respond to them, how we play them, and what kind of challenge they present to us. So you know this. Is is going to be a very good opportunity to provide very very useful feedback to Square Enix now I know the official forums are normally a pile of shit filled with gibbering ass gibbons but the thing is is that you need to wade into the shit pile to be able to give your quality feedback to Square Enix don't it's a pretty brutal job sifting through all that darkness don't wor- spread some light don't worry about the gaping assholes that 
that will respond to whatever you say, but just put it out there so that Square Enix can read it. Um, but yeah, I do. I, at least my hope for it is is that it's going to be somewhere in between Nizel Isle and Salvage. What do you guys think? I think it's really exciting that Yoshi said he doesn't think most players will be able to clear floor 200. I think, like, as far as the dick filter, uh, difficulty curve stands, that's dick really, filter? That's dick filter. That's, <laughs> as far as the dick filter stands. I have stands, opposed this on a moral level, sir. Is that, that is seriously what you started to say for some reason. Dick uh, filter. I, I had a, I had a listexic moment, sorry. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. Well, Didn't I give up. Juxto, tell me what you think about it. was leveling? The first 50, I think he said, or no, the first 40 was it, I think he said, will take you to level 60? I think so. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. But the thing is, is that it's not going to have a one-to-one XP ratio. With that the there's, outside, yeah, right. Yeah. So, and and the, the first levels of Deep Dungeon are supposed to move you through very, very, very quickly. Yeah, I so, think he said it should take you roughly three hours to get to level, or uh, floor 50. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I cannot wait. I think it's going to be very, very cool. I think Deep Dungeon is probably the most anticipated event uh, that, that by players. I, I There's just so much hype around this. The most anticipated event in 14 since ever? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, and I think, yeah. and you know what? And the other thing is, is I think that the Aquapolis is just sort of serving to prop that up. Like, the hype surrounding the Aquapolis and how much fun people have been having with that is really sort of leading people to go, well, maybe maybe they're going to have something here with Deep Dungeon. You know, I'm kind of half thinking that uh, setting the Aquapolis into 3.35 and then having, uh, or excuse me, Deep Dungeon 3.35 and having Aquapolis come out right now is like a strategic move on their part because how underutilized would Aquapolis have been had Deep Dungeon came out at the exact same time? Oh, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. It'd be Diadem. You're right. Uh, You're right. Well, but the thing is, though, is that when Deep Dungeon comes out, is Aquapolis then going to be abandoned? Probably not because... You don't think so? It's still uh, a good source of gill. Yeah, the rewards are very different. That is true. I mean, I'm still. I think it's still going to be used because of the gill potential, but I don't think people would have dove into it had Deep Dungeon been available, and then its subsequent popularity would be would just remain low. Okay. When you talk about it being one of the most looked forward to events, maybe ever in 14, uh, Sky Nemesis was highly looked forward to, but we knew nothing about it. Yeah, this because there was nothing about it. Th- but that, as it that turns was, out, but that was all that was sort of like speculation hype. You right. know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. this, this is have so, an idea. This is much more concrete. I yes. we have way more of an idea of what to expect out of the gate with Deep Dungeon than we ever did with Diadem. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. we it took until patch notes for us to go, oh, so it's kind of dynamacy? Is that what we're doing? Is that what it is? Dynamus kind of? Dynamus? Dynamisia? Skynamus? Skynamisia? Is that what? sort of what this is? Maybe I don't know. They, maybe they have pop items. Are you my grandchildren? Why are we shouting? <laughs> Anyway, uh, thank you very much for the call. Uh, Nozomi, do you have any shout outs? Oh, I actually had one more quick question for you guys. If that's sure. Possible. Sure. Hit us so, up. Um, for this new expansion coming out, how large do you think this is going to be? Like, is it going to introduce new beginner zones for <coughs> new job samurai? Um, uh, uh, so, hmm. like, hmm. I, I don't know because maybe the introduction of new jobs will be possible, but then that would mean new beginning areas, which means the 
the story won't be story gated and it won't be related to our main story right now for ARR and Heaven's Episode Word. 69. Mm. No, fuck her right in the mm. bussy. 10 bucks is worth about 5.7 million pounds at the moment, so you must know I love you guys. LBR forever. That's good. Thor, thank you so much. Thor, thanks so much for that donation. Whoa, shots fired. So, yeah. Country shot. How big should we expect 4.0 to be? I mean, we definitely got to see some new lands. We got to see some new zones. That's a sort of a critical part of an expansion. I think that Square Enix really set themselves up with uh, Dark Knight, Astrologian, and you know uh, uh, the other jobs that they introduced. Machinist, machinist. Well, and Ninja, <laughs> and, Ninja. and Ninja just that no, was a two point oh. No, well, it was just was prior. Was it? it was just prior. Mm. But anyway, I think that that Square Enix has sort of set themselves up for the expectation that there's got to be new jobs and got to be new classes and. And, you know, they could do what they did last time where they just said, nah, first first 30 levels. Fuck you. You don't need to do that. Uh, and if they do that, there's really no reason to include lower level zones or lower level style play. I do think that at least one of the zones should be around level 50. So that there should be a level 50 zone and a level 60 zone and and moving forward so that people can move into the 4.0 content earlier if they choose. So early, so it, it overlaps a little bit with the 2.0 content in some form or fashion. That way, you can sort of feel like, yeah, you're getting a little bit of that 4.0 experience, and you are not hard gated every for every piece of content by the by completing the MSQ for 2.0 or 3.0. Right. So we've got another section of Corthus that we've got to explore. And the the sections of Corthus that we already have are level 50, level 60, right around there. So have the new section of Corthus, the northeast section of Corthus, be like the new level 50 zone. Mm -hmm. If you're going to do something like that and then have the continent we've got to finish the continent we have to finish the continent this is driving me fucking crazy do we yes i don't think we do no we have we could make it a pvp zone there's there's one of two there's there's one of two ways that they can do this they can player housing they can they can either they can either finish out the continent or we have to go somewhere that is either doma or just somewhere completely off the continent and wait to finish the continent for some unknown fucking reason that I do just do not understand the moon it's the yeah the moon. Space please <laughs> I'm I, I I really think that just you know we've been looking at this map of Eorzea for so long there's so much setup involved with Alamigo right now to wait and 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 hold that off even longer I think is a really really bad idea well, with everything that they have set up I really think that we're going to see Alamigo yeah, we're going to see the Zalfatol region and we're going to start to push into regions that would be in Garlemald. I, I think the, they would have to give us Garlemald to do that. You I, think we're going to see that? Maybe. The thing is is that we don't even know what the landmass for Garlemald looks like. We don't even know what exists farther to that northeast, right? So, it could be a huge landmass. It could be a fairly small landmass as well. We just don't know. We have no idea what any landmasses look like outside of the main landmass of Eorzea. So let's finish that map out and then let's start expanding. I'd like to see Garlemald. 
I would like to see Garlemald. That, I think, is a pipe dream, but I think that that would be a very, very cool zone. Sort of like Aziz Law. Aziz Law was a very good presentational zone. I think Garlemald would also be a very good presentational zone. Let me ask you this. Do you think that uh, the new expansion will be larger, smaller, or about the same as Heaven's Ward? Uh, About the same, if not smaller. Yeah, yeah. I see. I don't see it being larger. It's on the definitely same. not. I don't. I don't see it being larger at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm. It, I'm gonna guess that we're not gonna see any more of Eorzea. <laughs> no more big zones. That really? doesn't. That doesn't make any sense. Well, at I mean, all. I mean, like the besides, like the zones that are gonna be centered around uh, Alamigo. Like I'm gonna. I assume we're gonna see those zones, but we're not gonna see any more Corthus zones. It, Alamigo's not near Corthus, right? Yeah. Is it? Well, south of it. It's in, yeah, it's it's in the southwestern, or I'm sorry, southeastern direction, but it is east. We are pushing east. So they've got to fill out, they've got to fill out the, the east oh. of Corthus. Well, then never mind. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see Gallarmold. I don't think, well, north northeast Corthus would not connect to, it would not connect to uh, Alamigo. It would connect to the Zelfatol region. I bet we're going to see Gallarmold in... 5.0 I think no I think yeah, we'll it s- might lead into 5.0 I think we'll see the first bit of it mm-hmm. in 4.0 I think that we'll get very close we'll actually see like the outskirts yeah the beginning of the landmass if nothing else it's yeah. gonna be like the edge of mountain but we're Doom. not actually gonna get to go there we're not gonna go to <laughs> no. vector or anything like that uh, although cool I think would that be if you got to go to vector I think it would be cool if one of the instances you ran a raid on Garlemald let's do that can we make that happen square enix can we make that happen let's run a raid on garlemald i think that would be and, fucking cool and fight through the magic tech facility another one let's let's vary that up a little bit though let's, what? Let's no make no it a not bit an awesome. elegant magic tech the magic tech facility where we find the espers and sell us betrayals. oh god damn it you're talking about <laughs> i hate you you just agreed to more callbacks i know i know what i just did how does it make you feel anyway uh thank you uh nozomi for the call we appreciate it let's go back to our phone lines uh and talk to glendar from gilgamesh what's going on glendar it's Gildar, but but uh, hey, whatever hey guys <laughs> you know yeah whatever yeah but anyhow um yeah, I'm coming to talk about how I'm glad that Yoshi finally put the foot down on people who were who are complaining about how hard the content for Weeping City is. I love it. I cannot think about. I love the difficulty. It's for the. Pl- I personally think it's great for the players that are not doing end game content or are not casuals. So it kind of fits that perfectly for the for the players that are in that within that in between group. No, I totally agree. I think that Weeping City finally uh has put something in the in the mid-core category yeah. and the, and that the the most recent edition of a 24-man raid, that is exactly the spot that it should be filling. I mean, yeah, it really it, felt like it it really did feel like for the first time, even going back as far as Labyrinth of the Ancients, that the adjustment, the difficulty adjustment, was right on the nose. Like, that is right where it should have been. It, it, it was a first, I, I think personally, as he nailed it first time go, thumbs up from me. But uh, as far as difficulty and mechanics, I mean, it took me, when I first went through there, I 
uh, me and my usual group went in there and we were just getting wiped all over the place. We we were just, you know, then we started figuring out the mechanics as we went along and then we were just rocking it then from there on. Every every week we we go in, we've just been rocking it out now since we all know the mechanics. Yep. That's all it really was. Once people started learning the mechanics and everything else tend to follow. And, and that's my, and that's totally the thing though, is that yeah. As soon as soon as you say it's okay, you don't have to learn those mechanics anymore. People don't bother to learn them, and then yeah, and, and, that, then, and now you know now we because most of the community has done Weeping City. There's a lot more common expectation that we can all lie on, rely or common uh, you know common um, uh, knowledge that we can all rely on. Uh, you know, to serve us better in future fights. I think that this exactly. just it, it it trains your audience, it trains your player base to be better players. Yes, and exactly, and you hit it right on the head, Nero. You hit it perfectly on the head with that whole thing. Now, when I first when I first went in there and I came out, I was like, "This is a challenge for me." And then I started seeing on my Twitter feeds because you know. I was seeing some of the people starting to complain, and even on the message board, I was like, nope, got to stop that right away. Yeah. Because you know what's going to happen? People are going to start complaining, and mm-hmm. then the, the whole complaint that we wanted the trainers is going to start rolling up. I was I was probably, I don't know, I think I sent you guys an email about it, and, and I started tweeting about it, and I was like, no, stop this right away. No, no, no. And Yoshi P, I think, kind of listened to the the that quiet majority yeah no i i and and the thing is is that we saw that happen with steps of faith yes that's that's where we saw that happen and i think so many and like first of all it was in a large sense ignored by the majority of the community because most of us were past steps of faith and just most people looked at it as like that's so fucking stupid. Why would you do that? And mm-hmm. and then we actually saw the effect of like, look at all of these bads that think that they're entitled to victories in fights. And you exactly. started you started seeing it work that that attitude work its way into raiding. Well, I want to be able to raid and be able to experience the story. Hey, I want I want to yeah. be able to. Uh, it's the whole section of content that I just don't get to do. Well, yeah, oh okay, well. Well, fuck you. Get better, and then you can do it. Oh, uh, God, yeah. I, I, I see that on more than when I was doing that in some of the duty finders for Nor- for uh, for Alex Norm- and Gordius and more, you know, uh, both normal modes. And I was like, I, I, I was telling him, ST, <laughs> shut the fuck up, do the mechanics, and get good. Yeah. yeah. I, I pu- like me personally, I push myself every time I log in to play this. I put all 110% of my, of my main into it into clean content so if i can do that and i'm probably older than a lot of the players i'm like in my early 40s if i'm willing to put the time and effort into it damn it anybody can put the time and effort can if they have the yeah. time and effort to put into it they can do it yeah no you're it's, i i i think that that's a really good point is that it yeah. and and that's a lot of people have have called up and echoed that sentiment where if i've got the time to do it You've got the time to do it because we're all busy. That's what it is. Like th- at the end of the day, we've we've had we've had now three or four calls that have sort of echoed the same point. At the end of the day, bro, we've all got shit to do. Mm-hmm. We've all got our own shit to do. 
We've all got varying levels that we can commit to this game. And if you want to play it, it takes a commitment. That should be that should almost go without saying in an MMO. And it like my frustration with Blizzard is that that attitude comes from Blizzard jumping on a a cash grab. That's all that was. Blizzard didn't have to do that. Blizzard wasn't even solving a problem. They just wanted to make money. That was a promotional strategy for them. Deep down, you know they're exploiting us. <laughs> you know? This and now and now every other MMO is like honorbound to respond to it. If you don't have a feature like this, you're criticized. And I, I really, I wanted, I wanted Yoshi P to be very, to make a very clear stance on this and go, no. Yeah. No. We have expectations of our players. And if it turns some people away, so be it. That to me would be a huge nod of support to the existing player base. And I think in the end, you would end up retaining more people long term. Yeah. You know what? Adding a jumping potion, you may get maybe a couple hundred people checking out the game for maybe a month, maybe two. But you're going to lose more people that have felt like felt not betrayed. Betrayed is a little bit strong, but slighted by the decision to add this and to just circumvent all of the time and investment that we put in. You say uh, a nod to the existing player base. I, I call it a sign of respect or a show of respect saying, listen, our player base is better than that. Yeah. We have high expectations of them because they live up to it. It's kind of the way that we handle our audience on Limit Break Radio. We do hard topics because we know that our audience can handle that. Right. And we expect our audience to be beyond that level and ready to go. And they are. Yeah. And I think like that's what a lot of us kind of hope that Yoshi will eventually say. Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully they embrace a little bit more of that. Like, I feel like they like half-heartedly embraced it with heaven's word but i really hope that they embrace it with 4.0 but it concerns me that these discussions are out there because if they're even considering it then i I think that that means that they're not committed in the way that we want them to be i don't know i think he's going to do it i think he will too but i i I, 4.0 is way too early Mm -hmm. way 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 too early uh, anyway, thank you guys for your calls today. We appreciate it. Uh, we may go back to the phone lines if we get a little bit of time here at the end. But we wanted we wanted to play a game. Are you ready to play a game? What game are we gonna play? Guys, uh, so <laughs> we've we've done we've done kind of bits like this in the past, uh, whether it's uh, racial roulette or uh, having you guys uh, you know, submit uh, sexy screenshots on Fapping the Realm. We do fun shit like this every once in a while, especially when there's like a wall of things to talk about uh, in 14, where uh, we like to play fun games. And so uh, we're we gonna- like to play with ourselves. Like to play, yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen, and uh, we're going to be playing with ourselves on air. So uh, this is. Oh, <laughs> that no. was oh, Woody, Woody, Ugh. oh boo! <laughs> uh, all right, so we're going to attempt. By the way, this is this is an attempt. We don't know how this is going to go, but we're going to attempt to play the very first edition. 
of whose fantasy is it anyway? That's right. It's Whose Fantasy Is It Anyway? The improv show where the experience doesn't matter and the points are made up. And it's all about joke stealing because I stole that one from Juxta. Thanks. And you did it wrong too, but yeah. let's, let's just move on with it. That's fine. It's fine. That's that's what the spirit of improv is. Uh, so if you don't know how improv is played, then uh, maybe go watch an episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Where were you like in the late 90s? Come on, guys. Uh, it's very simple. We're going to do improv games, but with a little bit of a Final Fantasy XIV twist. Of course, I am your host, Anero Grigori, and we're going to be taking chat suggestions on uh, different uh, different roles or different quirks, different settings that uh, that our improv players are oh going God. to be. Juxta gets to be Colin Mockery. Can <laughs> <laughs> I do it naked? <laughs> Can I be Ryan Stiles? I'm tall enough. Uh, I don't think you're gumpy enough. <laughs> I don't but, think you're gumpy enough. We also don't have a not, black guy. I'm certainly not Wayne Brady. Yeah, we definitely. That's right, the thing. I'll, we be, don't, I'll be Greg Proops. That actually seems way, way more appropriate. Cal, good thing Cal is not here. He'd want to be Chip Eston. I was gonna say, isn't there a really unfunny girl on that show sometimes? Yes, there is. They're all unfunny for some reason. I don't understand why. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for joining us for whose fantasy is it anyway? Uh, and we're gonna start off with our first game here uh of course now i'm going to be the host and occasional participant but we're going to take suggestions from our chat room uh in terms of uh like i said quirks or settings uh various other suggestions so uh we want you to be nice and active in the chat uh you can uh, toss cookie some suggestions on uh on on skype to get them uh tossed our way too so uh we will be watching the chat very closely but uh we we've got our uh, our main three players today I will be hosting, uh, but we've got our main three players today. Of course, Juxta, Escalia, and Papa Woody's going to play today. Yeah. How you doing? Okay, so we all know the rules, and uh, we all know how this is done. So we're going to start off with a game called Raid Quirks. Uh, so who who's going to be first? Let's. I'm going. I'm going to say Juxta. Oh shit! You're going to be the first party leader. So, okay. okay. So we're going to form a party. We're going to form a small party here. Okay. And uh, here's how the game is played. We're, each one of us is going to come up with a, a special quirk, okay. a character quirk. All right. And so while you're out of the room, you uh, you're not going to be you have to not listen like you have okay. to go go do something. Go take a shit or something. We'll we'll come get you. you okay. back don't be, don't hour. push. Do not do not press your ear on that door. I feel like this is very important to explain to specifically you. Can I go masturbate too? you could. But I feel like that that's a pretty involved process. How quickly can you get that done? Yeah. Like. 20, 30 seconds. Oh, so, never mind. <laughs> all right. Take you. Go ahead and do it six or seven times then. So, Juxta, oh you are going to be our party leader. Uh, so, go ahead and exit the room. And uh, your job when you come back in is that you are going to guess our character quirks. Okay. All right. By all clues right. that we give you. By clue, yeah. By by the way that we're acting. Okay. Do you yeah. know how improv works? Uh, sure. Uh, do I like ask questions and stuff? Yeah. Okay. You can ask. Yeah. Well, in this game, you would probably give more commands, like a party leader, telling yes. us to go do oh, something. I'm a raid You're, leader. Yeah. We're, we're an A5S, and you have to give us some commands or something. Right. Like oh hell. All right. Right. <laughs> All right. Get the fuck out. I'm leaving. Bye. Get the chat. Bye, Bye Felicia. Felicia. Saw that coming. <laughs> All right. 
We got Juxta gone. Now, chat. So we need suggestions. We need suggestions. We need, uh, we're, we're going to need three character quirks, one for each one of us to embody. So uh, let's let's take some suggestions from the chat. And these don't have to be like rating trope things. These can just be th- anything that's applicable to FF14. Yeah. You could have us be a character in the game. You could have us have some weird quirk. You could have us like someone could be lagging. You could have us any <laughs> any number of things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Should we throw out there that you can't choose our current uh, this one. We know you are t- this one a tank and a lot of people know me as a healer. This one has to be a Nero. A Nero has to be a role-playing Lollafell. <laughs> Ooh, okay. okay. All right. All right. All right. Nero is a is a role-playing Lollafell. Okay. All right. All right. I've got my quirk. I got my quirk. Um, I need to. I want to write these down. All right. So, hmm. Uh, Papa, can you play a sassy gay bard? Oh, you bet I can. <laughs> okay. There's that one. Okay. All right. We've got two. Okay. We've got two. I want this one. I want to be a dying main story character. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. All right. So, uh, uh, all right. Just to, to for one more one more time. So I'm a, a RPing Lollafell. Okay. He is a sassy gay bard. All right. And I am a dying main story character. Okay. All right. Okay. okay, I think, I, I think we got this. All right, uh, Papa, go go ahead and uh, go get our party leader. <laughs> oh, this is fun. I think that this 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 this, it, this can only end one of two ways. This can either end in a complete fire, <laughs> or this is going to be amazing. We've known that since yesterday. Yeah. Jeez, uh, I even like get a full chub. You said thirty seconds. Well, I wasn't masked yet. <laughs> that takes like ten to fifteen minutes. Jeez! Wow. Actually, Jux- he Jux- has got spot. high standards I mean, for porn. We should probably stand in the kitchen that we were at. Oh yeah, I mean, kitchen's pretty solid. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. All right. So we are a party that is going in. Uh, uh, we're going into like A five or something. Okay. All right. We're in A five. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Nier, I'm going to have you tank the boss uh, 45 degrees to the west, okay? I shall be happy to tank this, and I will do so with incredible, uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Right, well, I'm glad that you're going to do that. All right, uh, make sure that you uh, rotate your cooldowns appropriately. Can you do that for me? Yes, of course. A cooldown is most important because it provides additional defenses for my strategy. It, it sure does. Great. Okay, uh, uh, Woody. Woody. Yeah. Uh, I need you to be. Wow. Okay. I need you to be <laughs> in in the back in the eastern corner. Oh, I'll be us. in the back. Uh, wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, well, that's. I'm good. Uh, can you go over there right now for me, please? Yeah, I'll go throw up some support. Okay. Okay. Whew, it's getting hot in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Escalia. Yes. Okay. You're my dragoon, right? You gotta be. You, you're my damage. Absolutely. Oh my God! Look out! Move! I got oh, it. Wait. Are we pulling? Ah! Oh, no, no, not. Oh, my chest. Uh, what? What's wrong? Okay. Never mind. Are we got okay? this. Keep going. Me Keep thinks, going me without th- me. Me thinks a party member is in trouble. Yeah, it seems so. Uh, Papa Woody, can you can you give some uh, some support? I I can throw up a, a couple of things, but I can't I can't heal him at all. What? Why? Why? You need to. Listen, that's not my job. All right. What? 
please. <laughs> uh, we, okay, well, I mean, can we, can we just like we need to down this boss before we uh, before we we, we wipe because uh, we already we're down a dragoon already. Come on, all right, let's go. Let's go. We gotta get, wait one second. What? You want me? Okay, what? everyone else, get out of here! Just go outside. I'll stop them. No, are we, are we wiping already? Let's go. All right. So All right. Time's up. Time's up. All right. Now, uh, Juxta, you've got to guess which characters we were. Okay. I'm going to guess that Papa Woody is a sassy black lady healer. <laughs> <laughs> that was close. That was very, actually, remarkably close. Sassy gay bard. Gay bard. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to assume that Scalia is an overly dramatic dragoon who just dies at the sight of anything. He's scared. Oh, Kai, I'm, I'm a dying main story character. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, Nero? Great. I know, I don't. Were you, uh... It's the last thing in the world he would ever be. Uh, uh Lalafell. Okay. Yes. Lala What's he doing? What was he, what was he, what was he doing? Just over-enunciating everything? Kinda. Uh, a Lalafell role player. Lalafell role player. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Good job. That was, I mean, you got uh, none of those correctly, but I'm going to give you a half point because you got half of each one correctly. Okay. So. All right. He's in the lead. Juxta, like Juxta gets on the board with a half point. Okay. Uh, Just I'm my half chub. I'm going to give myself zero points for the worst Lalafell impression <laughs> ever. I honestly did not know how to do a Lalafell voice. I got the Lalafell. Yeah, yeah, that's I the party guy. I figured, yeah, I was like, tiny vocal cords. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and uh, I'm going to give. Uh, uh, one point to Papa Woody and one point to Escal. All right. For their impressions. Good, great job, everyone. So they are technically tied for the lead uh, here in uh, in our LBR improv games. So uh, I don't do, do, uh, let's let's move on. Let's move on to another yeah. game. OK, uh, let's uh, let's do this uh, weird <laughs> press conference. Oh, yeah. OK, so. so uh, all right. We're. we're one of us is going to go out in the hallway, right? And uh, that person is going to be a representative from Square Enix. That's correct. So when they come in, they're going to be fielding questions from uh, the three people remaining in the room, and uh, those questions should reflect something specific. And the person who's giving the press conference has to guess what those things are. What he's giving what, the press. What conference. are we giving the conference? About, yeah. Right? So we're gonna. We, you guys got to give us a theme to set the press conference this, on. This is gonna be like an unlikely announcement that SE would make. That's right. So Escalia, you are going to be our Square Enix representative. Yes, go sir. go ahead and go to LC. Segundo, California, and uh, go Segundo. Go do apparently nothing. Uh, I think that's what happens over there in the Square Enix building. Um, so make cute emoticons. That's right. Uh, all right. So chat. We have to find. A, we have to pick a weird thing that Square Enix would be answering questions about. That's Some, an infinite thing. <laughs> I know. Right? Something that they wouldn't do. Something that they would not Super do. Super crazy. So jumping potion is totally out of the realm yeah, of possibility right. because, because that they might actually do that one. Yeah. So, uh, what's, what's, some, what's, something what's, like a word. No, not even world PvP. Something like ending PvE content to support esports 100%. Something like that. Okay. Not necessarily that. If you have a better idea, go ahead and throw it up, but... Uh, King Brohammet saying coil story mode. Uh, fan fest scalping, ERP <laughs> features, official ERP features. Official ERP features. That would actually... 
erotic position? <laughs> uh, a, a new Chrono Trigger game. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that one. Uh, when will dexterity be useful? Um, oh, we could... Uh, making Perry useful? No, oh, no, no. no. That's uh, something that's going to happen eventually. Yeah. Presumably. Um, <laughs> merging WoW and FF14 servers to gain profit. That that's is kind of... That's merge, sort of... Merging the games that, together? Yeah, that's sort of like out there. Yes. Yeah, that's that's kind of out there. I like that. Because like it could also set precedence for him thinking we're talking about the jump potion. <laughs> it's, it's a good it's a good yeah, yeah that's good that's a good that's a good left hand turn all right woody i think I th- we have got it guys yep. thank you for your suggestions you. chat room uh we're gonna send papa woody out to go get our square enix representative to start our press conference press conference yes that's right we are uh, part of the press corps and uh getting ready for press we are getting ready for uh square enix's press conference regarding their big new announcement about final fantasy 14 we now go to Masa. We now go to Escalia Ryumasa with the latest announcement from Final Fantasy fourteen dev staff. Uh, I'd like to first of all welcome everyone to this press conference today and thank you for coming on uh, such short notice. Uh, we all know Freedom. why we're here today, uh, especially me. So rather than talk at all about what's going on, I think I'll just open it up to uh, some questions. You, you in the front row there, yes. Uh, Scully, okay, so uh, this is a massive decision that's never been undertaken by any other MMO. Can you uh, speak to the technical aspects of uh, this undertaking? Well, yeah, of course. Um, this is something that uh, we, we put a lot of thought into. Uh, we decided on it about... Uh, about a month ago, and we've been we've been uh, hard at work, especially on the on the technical side of things. Uh, we we you know we lock our people in dungeons, and they work very hard day and night. And uh, they actually have not had a bathroom break now in about uh, three days, so we're gonna <laughs> let them out. Wow, that is actually really startling. Only one month for the announcement this big. How, I know. How how are your programmers able to uh, coordinate their teams like this in such short notice? Well, uh, you know, it's, it's like when we when we have people over there, we don't pay them very much, but they work very hard. They work day and night. That's why they have to take month-long breaks and take seven weeks off from the game every now and then to get caught up from this sort of thing. Uh, But this is something that when we decided to do, we wanted to do it immediately. We had to get it out there. We've, We've seen from things like Deep Dungeon that people just like when it comes out fast. Uh, So, you know, we've... uh uh, we, we've seen MMOs make some big uh, titanic shifts, but never one as as big as uh, incorporating the competition. I mean, that is a big step to be taking. Uh, it, it is. It is something that we, we spoke long and hard, hard with. Uh, we, we had to spend a lot of time with our lawyers uh, talking to the other company. Uh, and we're, we're very, very happy that we were able to, to buy them out and uh, incorporate their world in, into ours. It's not something we foresaw coming at the beginning, and uh, h- here it is. So how are the two teams actually working together? Well, like anything, uh, we've, we were fortunately able to bring them over to our system. Whenever there's a disagreement, they go out into the parking lot, they have a nice long duel, and whoever, uh, whoever comes out alive gets to make the decision. Now, a big question that is on everyone's mind is the cost and the money. How are players going to be able, uh, going to react to having such a change in billing? Well, uh, we we expect that they're they're going to ha- there'll be a, a huge culture shock and a big adjustment to be made at first. But like anything, once they've had a few patches of it, they uh, they they get over it and get good. Do you, do you see uh, do you see Western and Eastern audiences or, or I'm sorry, Western and Eastern development styles clashing here? 
well, of course, uh, the, we have a big fondness for our Western market. Of course, uh, we we, uh, we in the past I know maybe we haven't always thought of them first, but this seems like the right time and right place uh, to announce our merger with World of Warcraft. Oh! <laughs> nice, damn, nice, good job, Escalia. Oh nice, nicely done, nicely done. Uh, wow, that was that was a good one. That was a good one. I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that you caught on to that as quickly as that was hard (laughs) it is you know it can be uh it it can be challenging doing improv uh all right let's uh move on to another game uh let's do the dating game oh my god i love this game the dating game now tramp we're going to send one of our lucky contestants out into the hallway and they are going to come back and have the chance to date one of the three people left in this room. Yes, now, very lucky. The chat room is going to give each one of us quirks, and based on the questions delivered to us by uh, whoever is going out, by our uh, let's let, by our female. Let's everyone else. Everyone in here has a penis. Anyone who's going out there is a female. Uh, so <laughs> by 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 our girl. Uh, who comes back <laughs> by our grill by who comes back who comes back in the studio uh, she's going to be asking uh, all of the male contestants questions we're going to be answering them but and remember they're dudes <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Woody yeah you're are you are you up for some gender reassignment why not oh man if I haven't heard that as much times all right Woody get the fuck out of here Okay, so we each need a strange quirk. That's about right. Ourselves. Similar to some how to how we did raid quirks, we're mm-hmm. going to need some specific character quirks assigned to us. Uh, chat room, let us know some suggestions. We'll try to come up with some on our own. But if you give us some suggestions, uh, that uh, that is also helpful. Uh, so, all right. So, what have we got in the chat so far? Uh, <laughs> Best worst impersonation of Kahlo. Oh, oh, ooh, ooh. Okay, I'm gonna. As an ERP and guilt seller. Actually, actually, Juxta, I think you should take. I think you should take the Kahlo impression. Oh God, yes. Yeah, yeah. You need to. <laughs> okay. Can you do that? I think. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, that might be hard actually, without making it too obvious. What else do we have? Uh, uh I I kind of like the RMT. RMT always on character role player. That one is not oh, bad. That's not bad at all. But that one that just looks like any role player. Someone someone said a a guy playing a female character to get free stuff. Mm, I, I like that. Escalia, yeah. that's yours. <laughs> I, I'll do uh, I, I'll do gill selling. So uh, Escalia, you want to go? Yep. Uh, you want to go get our contestant? We're all, oh yeah, we're dudes. Okay. <laughs> Remember, they're dudes. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Welcome to the dating game. We're going to be matching some uh, some hearts here today, and uh, we've got our uh, we've got our uh, our our guest who uh, we're going to find some dates for. Lena Woody, uh, Papa Weddy, or. Mrs. Weddy, I don't know. I think Uh, something like that. How's it going? Pretty good. How about yourself? Um, Do you have a very do it in a a female voice? A very deep voice. (laughs) Okay, how about that? Okay, there you go. Sure, there, that's better. Uh, Okay, so uh, as you're ready, why don't you go ahead and uh, ask some questions to your bachelors? 
Bachelor number one. How would we start out the night? Oh, well, you know, I I just uh, would go around and we would uh, go ha- have, a, have a delicious, uh, wonderfully perfect sunset on the beach. And I'd look into your eyes and uh, caress you on your cheeks softly because, you know, that's uh, that's that's what I do. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, yeah. Mm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Bachelor number two. It's me? Okay. <clears throat> How... Excuse me. How? <laughs> it's very difficult. <laughs> How would we uh, spend the night together? Well, I think we'd start off by um, we come back to my place, and uh, I would uh, slip into the bathroom, peeing sitting down. Of course, I wouldn't be standing. And um, at that point, uh, I'd probably slip into anything you wanted. I don't have anything right now, but if you got it for me, I'd absolutely wear it. Interesting. <laughs> Bachelor number three. What kind of food would you be? Two four Z Y Z X Y equals W five four Y by Gill 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 by Gill. I think I might buy some Gill. Baby, if you were with me, you wouldn't need to buy Gill because. Thief 75, please check. Bye, Gil! Bye, Gil! <laughs> I didn't catch that last part. <laughs> Thief, uh, Thief 75, please check it. <laughs> you get one more round of questions. Usually. Oh, one more? Yep. Okay. Bachelor number one. Yo. <laughs> I think Len already knows what who he is. If, if we went to the... Hold that, if, hold that thought. Yeah. I gotta talk to uh, some other girls online real quick. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Thancred. <laughs> Bachelor number two, if we went to go see a sunset, what kind of presentation would you have for me? Oh, if we went to go see a sunset, I'd be in a brand new swimsuit. At least I hope so. Tell spam! <laughs> I'd be checking out that brand new swimsuit. And don't mind the fact that I'm a little flat-chested. I promise that's just how I am. <laughs> Tee-hee. <laughs> Uh, bachelor number three. Should I even ask Thanksgiving Day special by Gil now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right Woody. Not, who are, you, who are, are the three? I, I think Juxta is Thancred. No. no. But he's close. But he's, he's someone similar to Thancred. You, you someone g- we know very well. You want to give that a second shot? Either it's yourself or Kahlo. No. There, there you go. There okay. it is. Kicking it from the back. There we go. Uh, uh, let's see. Man. Scalia is himself. <laughs> that, that was, I, I was going to go that route. Um, oh my God. Surprisingly, we're all ourselves. I, I was going to say maybe um, a Lalafell. Because <laughs> you said flat chested. I uh, Should I tell him? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I am a guy playing a girl trying to get free stuff. Well played. <laughs> and of course, Nero's a, a gill seller. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. <laughs> that was pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, I realized that I did not give points out for the last round, so... Juxta, no, no points for anyone. Juxta gets zero cumulative points for that horrible impression of Kahlo. <laughs> that was dreadful. 
Uh, yeah. You know what? The you first guys round have wa- the same voice. How did you fuck that up? The first round wasn't good, but his second answer was very on point. <laughs> that is actually kind of true. Uh, Escalia, I'm going to give you uh, pie points, uh, which right. is three three 3.14 points yes. uh, for, uh, for your impression, because that was actually pretty close. Mm-hmm. And uh, Woody, you get uh, two and a half points uh, for uh, guessing those not anywhere correctly but uh all right how about yourself i, I i'm i'm the host of this oh, game i'm just say, you were spot on with the gill seller though. yeah <laughs> i get a million points automatically because i'm the host damn it i know we're losing again ah, eat plus it, tax. Dick. all right uh so i w- we're gonna play now world's worst Oh jeez! This is going to be the last game that we play here tonight, guys. Uh, world's worst. It's a now, game all four of us can play at least. Uh, now I, I'm going to be uh, shouting out suggestions. I'm going to be watching the chat. Uh, I'm going to let primarily you three play, and I'm going to be coming up with uh, with with uh, world's worst suggestions to throw out. So it changes when I say something. Okay. okay. All right. So uh, the so way that this whatever wor- you say, we're coming up with examples of the world's worst. That that is correct. Okay. That is correct. So. Uh, yeah, what would it sound like if the world's worst dragoon... Scalia, number six, <laughs> Sace. Okay, that's something like that. That's how that's how this game works, okay, guys? So I want to get suggestions in the chat of the world's worst blank. It could be a uh, player, player type. I mean, we went through 14 types of, uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, FF14. Uh, players that sucked so uh, you know it, 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 a job a role anything anything that you can come up with world's worst so let's start off world's worst tank Ryuichi <laughs> <laughs> you can't just name names oh it's got to be an impression Ryuichi <laughs> number one <He's> Wario <laughs> <laughs> do you know how improv is played juxta sure Okay. How do you swap stances again? <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, you could think of it as like things that you never want to hear your tank say. Oh! Yeah. Can you please L- give me a Suna to get rid of this uh, pacification? Ah, yes. That is annoying. That is irritating. Links are like taxes. Unavoidable. <laughs> I haven't done my job quests. <laughs> oh, I forgot I had Sword Oath on. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. That's a good one. I'm I've basing myself after Nika. Femros are the best tanks. Enjoy going to Japan, jerk. (laughs) (laughs) I like playing Paladin. (laughs) Uh, World's worst free company leader. Fudinari only, please. (laughs) (laughs) Please uh, put your items in the free company bank. Minus 40 DKP. Hmm. Free company leader, you said? Yes, free company leader. When's the last time a Nero was on? <laughs> Please do not touch the gardens. <laughs> you show up at 5 p.m. or you don't show up at all. Oh, I was going to do that one. Oh, I wasn't quick enough. <laughs> that is the fun of World's yeah, Worst is yeah. that sometimes you got one and somebody else gets to it first. Uh... No more? No more? Not well, for that no, one. no, not for that one. All right. Only one person can touch the airship and nobody else. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we're, uh, we're moving to uh, the goblet. Uh, <laughs> world's worst party leader. A Nero. 
<laughs> well, that's two in a row. Damn. <laughs> He's going to build a complex here in a minute. I'm trying that all warrior strat this time. <laughs> I'm an honest healer only. I don't do DPS. <laughs> all right, guys. This is how we're going to do this Garuda fight. You're going to go over there. You're going to stand behind that pillar. And you're going to go over there and you're going to tank it. And you're going to do what I say. In character RPers only, please. <laughs> I RP walk because my character has a broken leg. Oh, <laughs> Single pulls only, please. Oh. Oh, Can you guys oh. just hold on a minute? I have to go to the bathroom. Dude, I'm so wasted right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Only 23 out of 24 said they're ready to go. AFK 30 seconds, 45 minutes later. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, world's worst, uh, world's worst, uh, Minfilia. What? Pray come back to the Waking Sands. <laughs> <laughs> or version of Minfilia. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I don't stuff my bra. <laughs> Taro Taro will get that for you. Oh, God. I got nothing for this one. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, keep uh, keep throwing suggestions out here in the chat, guys. Uh, I saw World's Worst Streamer. <laughs> okay. All right. That's a good one. World's Worst Streamer. You put your left foot in, you take your left foot out. You put your left foot in, and you shake it all about. <laughs> Look at my boobies. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Hi, and welcome to your first ERP session. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm a brand new streamer. I hope you guys are enjoying the stream. Uh, check out my donation button down below. <laughs> welcome to Beginner Tactics with Nero Grigori. Hi, I'm Lyric. <laughs> That's fired. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, all How right. to make Gil with Callolandis. <laughs> have a benefactor how to spend gill with Colorado? <laughs> that'd be a great stream are you kidding me well he is really good at it that's correct uh world's worst lbr listener oh god you guys are community figures <laughs> <laughs> hey longtime listener i just want to say i really like the 11 show but the 14 show has something lacking can you go back to the 11 show <laughs> Oh, my God. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call for today. Silence. Silence. <laughs> silence. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, I have an interesting theory about the Garlean space station. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I understand that reference. Uh, sorry for the long email, but... <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. Listens every week for 14 months. Never gives to Patreon. Ooh, shots fired. Damn. Oh, Damn. What a jerk. And, and you can do that at patreon.com slash limit break radio. That's right. For $1. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey the guys, cheapest I, of plugs. <laughs> hey, guys. I just got here. Is the show over? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's a good one. All right. Uh, hey, it's, it's 105. Why haven't they started yet? <laughs> you new here, bro? Uh... <laughs> Uh, you can't say that. <laughs> You're not allowed to say that. You're community figures. 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 Why don't you guys ever have SE on the show? 
Uh, all right, and uh, let's do uh, the last one. World's worst, and I like. I really like this one from Katsu. World's worst GM. It's a good oh, one. That's a good one. If you guys, oh, welcome man. to my dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can have a two-day ban, or... <laughs> I'm sorry, we've had reports about you early pulling. <laughs> like hunts? I love it. <laughs> Spread them. Um, a couple reports about your foul language. Can you please elaborate? <laughs> Aren't you on that show Limit Break Radio? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anymore? Um, I'm sorry, sir. You're not allowed to go into random houses and start ERPing with the furniture. <laughs> if you wish to make a report out by RMTs, please go to the official website. Oh, jeez. I would actually be okay with that, GM, by the way. The furniture one? Yeah, please don't fuck my furniture. Like, if... if <laughs> I don't want ERPers coming in and fucking my furniture. I want a GM to enforce a non-furniture fucking policy. Allow me to Why would you want that? Because why would you want to fuck furniture? It's a free world. <laughs> Allow me to introduce you to the complaints department, Jormungand. <laughs> There's an old reference someone might get. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys, chat room, for playing uh, Whose Fantasy Is It Anyway? That was fun. Uh, that was fun. That was surprising. Yeah, I did not. Uh, I, 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 we had no idea how this was going to go when, uh, when, when we came up with the idea, but it went surprisingly well so we would like to thank you guys for all of your participation in whose fantasy is it anyway it's a fun show a fun game that we'll play here from time to time and uh, we appreciate all of the uh, all of the great suggestions in the chat you guys made this really easy to do because uh, you know improv improv is best when you have uh, you know you you've got uh, an audience that's active in right. what you're doing. So in, yeah. uh, one thing about this that was nice to do was just that we hear a lot when we do a bit up oh, scripted. They've they've got oh they had this all rehearsed and planned out, and we don't script like anything. Sometimes there, I, think, I can think of maybe some, like three bits that the, we've scripted. Yeah, there's there's only there's been a very very few but that he, we've he, ever scripted, and uh, it's more of like basic outlines and real scripts. Yeah, right. yeah. and this was completely completely off the hook we no, knew which no games outline. we were gonna play and that's, that's right. it that's yeah. right so, all right so, so i want to give props to papa woody for suggesting whose fantasy is it anyway <laughs> anyway uh thank you guys for checking out whose fantasy is it anyway uh we'll read uh, a couple of emails before we uh we wrap up here uh but i just wanted to mention that uh before uh, before we wrap this segment up, that the intro, uh, the intro music, and the music that you're hearing behind us is care of the Super Soul Brothers. You can check them out. Google them. At uh, it's just Super Soul Brothers, and uh, subscribe to all their stuff. Really, really good video game funk music.
Shout out to the Super Soul Brothers for use of their music. Make sure you go check that out. Google Super Soul Brothers. You can find some of their music on YouTube. And uh, they obviously that fantastic version of the Chrono Trigger theme done by them. They've got other music that they've recorded. Uh, a lot of Sonic stuff in there. Really, really awesome funk cover band for video game music. Make sure you check them out. Super Soul Bros. Growing up, Super Audio. Growing up in the '80s, that sounded just like one of those old game show songs. It did. Yeah. And that's like, and, let's and make that a deal. Like the being of classic or, concentration or something. Right. Like that, I try. Yeah. I tried really hard to find a Final Fantasy, you know, like song, and I was just like, that, no, the Chrono, works, the chrono Trigger so is just it yeah, it, it has to. So uh, anyway, let's uh, read a couple of emails before we wrap the show up. Scalia, you want to take this first email from the Hyromaniac? Uh, I would, but the thing crashed. Boo! 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 You suck at everything. It's pretty short. Why don't Juxta? Why don't you read it? Hey, hosts! It's Hero Maniac from Cactar writing it again. The Hero Maniac. <laughs> the. I wanted to mention something that popped in my head upon watching the cutscenes during the end of the Dragon Song War. I think Melchuria mentioned it a few episodes back, but I think there was good room for SC to make 4.0 Dragoon into more of a Dragon Knight. Now that Dragon Song War is over, the bulk of the Dravanian forces have stopped, so there isn't much of a need for further advances in the field of dragon killing. This is even reflected in the flashback quest where you are stopped by the Convictory, and uh, the former Dragon Hunters have transitioned into being bodyguards. Mm Mm-hmm. Additionally, it is conceivable that there are uh, would start to be a more of a force of dragon riders to combine the Ishgardians and Dravanians. And most of the skills that make a dragoon a dragoon could easily be used in the back of a dragon as opposed to being used against a dragon. However, I doubt that SE will actually make a pet class in that way, so perhaps instead of the 4.0 dragon tamer, it would be a dragon. Instead of the 4.0 dragoon t- trainer, it would be a dragon. Uh, fun point to think about, though. Keep up the good work. The... Hero Mania. There you go. From a lore perspective, I love the idea of it becoming Dragon Knight now. It's a like, good... I even mean, if yeah. just in name, they it, just call it Dragon Knight now. I like the idea. I just... I don't really... I don't really see it happening. I yeah, don't. and plus, to be fair, like, Dragonites are really fat, and they come from Dragonairs, which just doesn't really Shut make sense from a lore perspective. Get out. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's. Uh, anyway, Hero Maniac, that's a great suggestion. Yeah, I do remember talking about that. That uh, if we go, if we have peace with the dragons, how is that going to end up changing Dragoon as a class from a narrative perspective? Um, I don't think it will. I just don't. I simply don't think. I don't it think will. it will, but I think it should. Yeah, like that's something that I like, I would like to see. I see address in some way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be anything major. Even if they just like just calling. Yeah, we're calling them dragon knights, and they they're lancers. They work with dragons now. Yeah. Right. Cool. And they have breath attacks. Yeah. Uh, all right. Our next email comes to us from Evil Hippie. Says, "Hey guys, hi Nika, Escalia, wherever uh, you are this week, feel free to include yourself." I'm here. Uh, I have noticed that since 3.3, people are trying harder to beat some content before nerfs are incoming this leads me to believe that the steps of faith nerf affected people's ego in a way that it's finally coming to light (laughs) i was wondering if you guys had noticed the same or if i'm just imagining it or misplacing my faith in the community not being bad thanks evil hippie no i think he's absolutely right i think people have definitely stepped up to this challenge i totally think so yeah yeah uh (laughs) and and i think that the you you don't have to look farther than just somebody the community overall embracing Everything that uh, that the Weeping City has to offer, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that that is a pretty in, a pretty good indication there. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, we'll continue to see people step up. 
uh, and and we'll see more people want to challenge raids because a lot of those mechanics that we are exposed to in Weeping City, they're raid mechanics. Yeah. And so... I know yeah. when to stack. I know what that symbol means now. Well, Great. if you didn't what know... What? If you didn't know by now... <laughs> well, whenever I see four arrows pointing to myself, I run away from everyone so they don't also get one shot. There you go. I'm a yeah. good player. There you go. But you uh, don't get a raise. Uh, Escalia, why don't you take sure. our next email? Uh, greetings, LBR crew. I'd like to weigh in on Jump Potion issue, specifically with regard to media outlets whining about having to work through prerequisite content. If this is the only reason they are considering offering ways to skip content slash progression, then that's ridiculous. If Square Enix is not offering these outlets pre-leveled accounts for the purpose of reviewing their new product, shame on them. In many cases, Cases, these outlets already have reviews of the older content, but perhaps the people who did those reviews have moved on. The outlet needs to be provided a pre-leveled account so that they can spend their time reviewing the new content and not wasting their time doing dummy work that doesn't contribute to their review of the new expansion. When I reviewed games for websites in college, this was a standard practice. When I reviewed EverQuest 2 expansions, I was always offered pre-leveled accounts so that I can uh, dive right into the new content. If Square Enix isn't doing the same, then they should expect the media outlets to complain in the platform available to them, their review. Uh, Torquil, rather dashing of Balmung. I, that's fair. I think it's fair. We, that's we agree. fair. I also think that it's fair for Square Enix to go, nah, fuck you. And go. I mean, nah, that's their prerogative. This, yeah. that, that doesn't make any sense for them. They want the reviews. Yeah, you want and you want the reviews to be favorable. Right. I think that providing a pre-leveled account for someone who's trying to like do a review is fine and we also talked about the idea of having a test server where you could do yeah, this kind of stuff that too yeah so like either of those are fine yeah. solutions yeah absolutely totally agree uh and you know th that completely circumvents the need for a jumping potion if media is the primary focus of why you would be implementing it in the first place but the uh, i think the reason that they would do it obviously in the end is to make money mm -hmm. they're making money make money that's what this whole thing is about that's what the the game is designed to make money make it rain uh it, you know, know they've got they've got to made meet a bottom line the question is like how how comfortable are you as a player continuing to give them 14 bucks a month when someone else can just you know plop down the same amount or you know 20 bucks or 25 bucks or whatever it is and just, you know, not even have to do the work. Well, I mean, so many of your arguments, you and uh, Nika always say that the whole point of an MMO is the journey. So yeah. if people just want to forego the journey and forego the, quote, fun part of the game, then, you know, maybe that's their prerogative. No. Uh, I, think I think it's dumb. Again, you need to find another game then. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that MMOs as stylistically are for you. Because what do MMOs need to change to fit the audience? Or does... Like, do the audience expectations need to be more reasonable? Well, I think there's always a, an element of, of a genre evolving to f suit its audience. But I think if you're looking at taking grind out of an MMO, I don't know that you call it an MMO anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's a bad that's, idea. Yeah. Like, grind has always been one of those aspects. I don't see why that would change. And uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, anyway, Torquil, thank you very much uh, for the email. We appreciate it. Uh, and I think that that's going to do it here for Limit Break Radio today. Thank you very much for listening to episode number 69. <laughs> oh, it was episode 69 today, it was, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Oh! It was episode 69. Okay, we so... We could have been making jokes the whole time. I have a beef uh, with you, Mr. Grigori. What is that? I made sure to make mention that it was episode 69 in the chat and that everyone should wear their sexy outfits. Okay. And you can see me on the stream. I am. Ugh. 
I I have my you know my awesome thong necklaces and my uh, thong shiny thong tiger print thong thong <laughs> and uh, and uh, some flowers and stuff. Uh, Ascalia is not very sexy. He's just I'm not a schoolgirl outfit. Go away. Leave yeah, me alone. It's creepy. Uh, but you, Mister Grigori, um, you're just wearing your normal clothes. That is not sexy. No, well, I don't know what you expected. Well, I, mean, I expect you own. to take off your shirt, your gloves, your pants, and your shoes. You know that that wasn't happening. It should have happened. You know that that wasn't happening. Just leave the helmet on. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> thank you guys for listening to episode number 69 of Limit Break Radio. Hope you've had a good time with us here today. Remember, if you live out west and can get to San Francisco easily for the July 27th performance of Final Symphony. Head on over to twitter.com slash limitbreakradio and facebook.com slash limitbreakradio to be entered in to a giveaway to win a pair of tickets to see Final Symphony and Hironobu Sakaguchi who will give a talk prior to the show. Again, shout out to uh, Eckerhart Steer for being a guest on the program. I hope you guys enjoyed. Anal. Nice. Anal. Thank you. <laughs> Th- thanks, Scape Death. Uh, I-, I hope you guys, uh, I really do. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed uh, our discussion with him as well as uh, a little bit of a preview of Final Symphony. I can't, I-, I tried to describe this during the interview. I've tried to say this a couple of times on the show, but it, you really need to go check out Final Symphony. Even if you've heard Distant Worlds, Final Symphony does something incredibly unique and you can catch little bits of themes and 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 uh, it's worked into this overall bigger piece that is just so cinematic and magical it takes you to a different place you can find out more at spielemusicconcerte.de and if you want to cute. buy if you want to buy tickets you can buy tickets over at sfsymphony.org if you live in the san diego area july 21st at 8 p.m there's going to be a performance at copley symphony hall and then july 23rd at 7 30 p.m in the Mayerhof symphony hall with the baltimore symphony orchestra if you live on the east coast that's where uh, you can find that performance guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of limit break radio stay tuned over at Final Encountercast. We'll start that show at about 5. At Final Encountercast, we're going to be talking with Kooky Persona about her experience out at E3 2016. So if you want to get all of the scoops on the hands-on, as well as hear her interviews with a lot of interesting devs, then uh, head on over to twitch.tv slash Final Encountercast now. Get your seat ready, because uh, we're going to be starting at 5 for Final Encountercast. Again, shout out to Super Soul Bros for uh, the use of their music during the show. You can check them out at supersoulbros.com. I want to thank my crew, especially how uh, good they were at playing improv juxtaposition. Escalia Rayumasa, who is the creator of that segment, as well as Papa Woody, and uh, Kuki Persona, who's been manning our phone lines. A very busy phone day for her. Thank you very much for your work, Kuki. And that's going to do it for Limit Break Radio. I want to thank you again for joining me. Limitbreakradio.com is the web Website. I'm Nero. Keep listening.
Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. Today's episode was produced by Aniro Grigori, Escalia Ryumasa, and Kuki Persona. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Captain Failboat, Zurian Urexin, Azura Giacho, Bianca Forwin, Kalina Ashsaber, Thor Carson, My Waifu, Satori Komeji, Darbykins, Sakura-chan, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at facebook.com slash huskybythegeek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at diamondmm.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. (laughs) 